1: This is Mike Semper from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys,
2: Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. All this is
0: Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it
2: counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hello, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man?
1: Chilling, man. Just um, ready to talk about a lot of interesting things uh, from this past week. What's up with you, man?
2: Not too much. Watching playoff basketball off to the side. Uh, I'm trying to let my eyes not get too much diverted from uh, the lecture at hand. But um, yeah, just uh, just watching basketball. Uh, watched a lot of wrestling and we'll have to watch more wrestling uh, to give us a midweek uh, podcast we'll do later in the week. Um, we're gonna try and hit on Duntaku and Noah stuff and Triple A, uh, Triple Mania and stuff. And but uh, but we got a loaded of shows, so we felt like we need to break it down. Otherwise, we're gonna be here forever, and we, we ain't really uh, had a time for that this time. We this, ain't built uh, like that. Not no more. Not no more. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, where do you want to start first?
1: Man, um, I think the Ember Moon stuff would be a great place to begin. Okay. So, so uh, Ember Moon did a interview with Chris Van Vliet where she talked about her experience in WWE. Obviously she's no longer with the promotion. Um, there was like a clip that came out, which everyone kind of gravitated to as she was breaking down her, like, uh, kind of like her last, like three or four months there. Uh, she made it known that there were these talent meetings like, like one. She was getting jerked around a lot back and forth um, as far as like, hey, this is what we plan to do with you. Wait a minute. That's actually not what we're going to do. Hey, we actually need you to do this. Never mind. That's canceled. Uh, we're going to send you home. Uh, we're going to turn you heel. Maybe not sure. Uh, we're going to have you do a match, uh, lose. There's a storyline for you. Don't worry about it. Oh, wait, wait a second. Vince uh, wants you to completely uh, step in the time machine and do your old look from 2017. Dye your hair yourself. uh, Put your contacts back in and then we'll send you home. And and eventually, like she uh, was not happy with the direction of the promotion, something that we've kind of called attention to, like with the. uh you know talk of it being like the diva stuff uh that was that was always going to creep back in and then it has kind of risen uh, on social media through certain uh advocates for for these things but um she ended up uh, basically talking about a couple of things as far as like the direction now with Uh, meetings that were being run that were encouraging the wrestlers to kind of dress in a more like revealing, you know, be more revealing with the ring gear, uh, you know, more of the sexy stuff. And, you know, to quote her, it was like, you know, she was, it was like some booty butt cheek mandate or something like that. And um, she essentially people were being encouraged to to look like Mandy Rose. And uh, a lot of people got upset at that part of it. And it was like, that wasn't the, the, the whole point of this yeah, thing and to buddy. those
2: people that, that did get upset of her dropping the name I, I would suggest that you watch the whole part of it because like she later comes right behind and cleans it up and like the very next sentence says like I love Mandy, nothing wrong with Mandy but there's only one Mandy, that's not what I'm trying to do and I think before that she even said like I'm my, my thing is to appeal to kids not that mm-hmm. so she wasn't just saying like you know she wasn't trying to be some like second wave feminist like she was like no nah, there's space for all of that stuff it's not for me. This is just like that's her thing, not mine.
1: And we've seen what 2.0 looks like pretty much with, you know, just everything on your timelines every week uh, with this wrestler wants to have sex with this wrestler. there's you know, and it's like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are like real into it. Of course, you know, they're real into Nikita Lyons or into Lash Legend or into several of the other people, uh, you know, some of the people that are no longer with the promotion even. Uh, but the the thing that was that really like struck on me was the the sexiness being mandated corporately which was like i was like man it's a whole lot less sexy in that case you know you, you got toxic attraction running over this show and people were so upset about uh nixon Newell or uh whatever you know her name was in wwe becky knox uh, yeah um, you know, talking about, you know, hey, man, they it's like they're on some diva shit and they, and they got they got pissed at that. And I think it is miraculous that Becky Lynch gave that interview that she gave last week. And then like just thing after thing just kept coming out like to just fly in the face of this. And it was like, this company is the same company. It always was Um, the <laughs> like these fake uh postures of like you know what they do for women and stuff like that it's like this is a show written by old white men that are that is attracting old white men um i know you can't help who your audience is uh sometimes but you know it's 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 quite clear like on what's being going for it. like the playbook is the playbook that has been there for years and years and years and it always goes back to this and I don't know why people are acting like brand new with this as far as like, no, not our WWE that actually cares about women and all this stuff. Like, no, man, like this is this is always what it is. Like, like you see, like what what, you know, people look like when they go to the main roster, when they've gone to the main roster, Uh, you know, from their days in NXT. I'm not going to put any names on it, but, you know, people who look quite differently like like they wouldn't be telling Ronda Rousey to do these things, um. Like, but everyone else, like you know, you're subject to have to fall into this thing, and it's like you know, while they put up these graphics with with 24 names on them, some that weren't even with the company, uh, by the end of the week, saying they've been they've been used, and this is you know, th- this positive thing, uh, and all that. It's like, man. What about like the tangible like actions? Like you saw 24 women on screen, like what were they doing? Like what does anybody care about anything? And you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fake posturing, fake weaponization of those things. So when like, you know, the real stuff that's you know supposed to be important kind of goes under the radar, and then you have this stuff that pops up that just shines a light on the the corny ass shit a lot of people try to ride for out here and it, it sucks because like Ember Moon was like you know she wasn't my favorite wrestler or anything like I thought she should actively have been banned from speaking into a microphone most cases but you know you, she's telling you what it is like in telling you about her experience it wasn't like she was saying hey I felt you know this about this it was like no this is what happened and then you know of course everyone jumped back at her pretty quickly <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's amazing how like from from swole to to now her like, or anytime anybody says anything, or any, any black woman says anything, like they quit to jump on it. Um, like it's 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 really interesting how that works. Um, I mean, you can look, you can you you can tell by what was going on in the programming, um, or you can tell exactly the specifics. But like she she. She brought it illuminates, right? Um, illustrates just as, as how far they want to, you know, go that way. And, like, for me, personally, I think that, like, I think it's kind of obvious that that should not be, be said to any of the talent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It shouldn't be. Like, but, and I, but I do get that it is a cosmetic business and, and blah, 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 i go from there wherever you want to. Uh, my, my my thing is like, if they're if they tell a good story, if they're good characters, if they um, if they have good matches, the aesthetic stuff is secondary or or could be secondary, but they, not here. They don't, they don't exactly <laughs> they don't see it that way. Um, so like. It, it's it's unfortunate and it sucks that she had to go through that and like especially given that I remember her interview talking about uh, I think it was with Booker T um, talking about like her coming back from her Achilles tear and how like she she did not think that she had so many doubts about whether or not she was going to be able to wrestle again and mm-hmm. to see her go from that to like I want out of here and like what was that it's been what a year? Has it even been uh she came back what October two thousand twenty? About yeah. October two thousand twenty. Hasn't even been two years, she's already like, get me the fuck out of here or or not necessarily get me the fuck out of here, but like she don't don't call down, me don't like, call don't call me unless don't call me on no bullshit no more. They wanted, to make her a, they wanted to make her a
1: coach damn near. And then she went into this thing about, like, I don't want to be a coach yeah. or whatever. And then, you know, you think about Amber Moon. she's like, I think she's like maybe 33, maybe. And then, like, you start thinking about, like, her shelf life. And she's like, man, y'all trying to put me out the pasture, like, for these people that don't love this shit the way I do or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you got a feel for, for somebody like that, that you know, has pride in themselves and, you know, regardless of like how it may have gone is like, yo, she still was trying to give herself to this, this company. And she was like pitching ideas that like when I heard them, they sounded like so actively like cliched and like, you know, I'm going to go on a losing street to to snap and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's it's nothing revolutionary, but like her heart was in it. So it was like she
2: was putting like by her doing it, she'd be putting people over in the process. Right. So,
1: it 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 was it and the was, people she was probably
2: know, gonna be wrestling would be people she was way better than in the ring, right? To prop up.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it was um kind of you know it 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 kind of set off like I like some people said that this was uh one of those hey she kicked the door in uh, a little bit on that and I, you know you would think this stuff would uh in an era where people are so you know normally sensitive about anything that has to do with women's wrestling I thought it would be even louder the the, the reception like to actively champion like what she's saying but nope you know not you know here today the news was, was there pretty much gone after that but I think she shined a light on you know you know people was quiet like church mice exactly uh, in the comments you know and you know, it's um, it's unfortunate. It's not going anywhere. She won't be the. La- she was not the first. She will not be the last that's going to talk about this. Yeah. But it's on you, uh, as a listener, or some or someone that's listened to this show, to make the choice
2: whether you're going to forget this or not. So. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, more negative stuff around WWE NXT. Um. In a week. Where, um, well, let's actually get to this. Uh, Ember Moon was cut, so they also had some NXT cuts. Um, they cut a few people. Uh, two most notable were Dakota Kai and uh, Malcolm Bivens, aka Stokely Hathaway, or or Hathaway. Uh, Stokely Hathaway is somebody that should have never had to go to NXT, should have been you know, more or less doing the job that MVP is doing or for someone else. It, it just makes no sense that someone that talented, that witty, that funny, that charismatic um, <laughs> is not on TV to do a non or is on developmental to do a talking role. Like that dude's money or let me phrase it. That, that dude is quality. Um, and for all of the people that are bad at dialogue and bad at talking and get, you know, a lot of drivel, he's somebody that could have came in and helped them out and helped their TV situation and got heat for some of the hills that, that needed it. And which, you know, I don't know how many hills need heat in WWE, <laughs> Fucking heat. They, but, they uh, but at the same time. Much. He could've po- he could've been funny, could have popped people and eventually could have turned babyface, all that kind of stuff that can, you know that goes with it or whatever else. But Vince has long not liked managers. Um, and, you know, the stuff that they, they said they wanted to offer him sounded less than appealing if I were him. Like you want me to manage Omos? Nah, bro. That ain't gonna work. Bro, they took two years to get him to television alone.
1: Yep. Um I have like, you guys know, I was not watching NXT during the, you know, like, ever since much AEW came yeah. came around, the pandemic. I never watched this guy on TV, but I saw him on Twitter, and it was like, this guy's fucking hilarious. And exactly. so, Like, knowing he has, like, um, a past with a lot of people uh, in AEW, MJF, Orange Cassidy. He's, like, all in that Evolve scene you think he's going to obviously be a no brainer in a company filled with managers. Um, I, you know, it's like, you you ain't got nothing for this guy. Like, and good on him for being like, you know what? I'm not resigning with you guys. Um, because why? And obviously they, they didn't really have anything. They they started messing up his unit, uh, pretty much from the beginning. That they gave him the diamond mine stuff. We'll, get, it,
2: mine. we'll get more to diamond mine in a minute.
1: Yeah, yeah, we will. So let's go through the uh, list. Um, so we got in addition to Malcolm Bivens, uh, we got Dakota Kai. Let's
2: stop there. Let, we got to go long on Dakota Kai. We got to. Go, we got to. Dakota Kai for as much. For any of y'all that have listened over the years to to my reviews of NXT, I have long always said that she was a fucking geek. I said that talking about how she was presented on television. I'm saying this, and I'm saying this slowly, so that people that are in our uh, social suplex thread that they think that like I don't like this woman, so they hear me, and finally they hear me fucking good. She is a very talented wrestler. She she sat, she bumps like crazy. She has good strikes. She she could sell her ass off. She's a good wrestler. She was not presented as the top of the line future champion thing. She never was. She was always somebody that would get beat or be a stepping stone or whatever else. And she had a couple storylines where it looked like she might have a glimmer of hope, but it was like you look look at the look at the decisions in her matches. That will tell you where where she's headed so when she won you know she's been champion or tag champion in NXT women's tag champion in NXT you look at like it was for raquel to get elevated along the way to until she break through to become NXT women's champion which happened right they had the feud after that where Dakota turned on her raquel probably dropped her or, you know dropped her ass on the Madden pinder um so I
1: remember when she got turned into a punk
2: by uh, by Shana, by Shana. Shana. Yes, yes, yes I did. Um multiple times. Multiple times. Not just once. Not maybe not even just twice, like three times. Um and I was like, Yeah, she's nah, that's not what it's meant for. She's stepping stone on heel or stepping stone baby face or whatever else and that's fine. But people saw this thing where she's gonna be next Bailey. Not so much. Um she, was she talented enough to, to do to have done that NXT? Maybe, probably. Um, but but that's not what they were going for with her. And um that's kind of what it was. Uh, now, as far as her talent, she's somebody that I think um, could have been a great of great use years ago for the main roster to be basically slotted in the same way she was slotted before, in a, in a, in the same roster positioning on the main roster where she comes out, and she has quality matches with heels and gets and has good effort and loses, and then you it just basically has like a number four type of type of baby face. They never saw they never want her to show up there. They saw a better use for her. Same similar to Candice LeRae in NXT having having quality matches, quality storylines, and quality feuds and, and all that kind of stuff with the Bianca's, the EOs, the Shanas, and the Rias and, and um and Raquels of the world. And I gotta say, I had a lot of fun watching her over these years um in NXT. Uh and I and it, it, what were me, I would love to see her in the AEW. I think for me, if I was looking at the landscape of, of, uh, people that are na- native English speakers, um, around the world with some credibility or some TV time, whatever else, she's somebody that I would pick up almost immediately. I'd already be, I'd be out here already trying to, you know, send, send some, send some, you know, through the grapevine, send, you know, Uh, uh, somebody else. She's got friends
1: that are already there that can get the word. (laughs) Like, if I know anything about TK, if he wants to get in contact with you, he'll find a way.
2: Uh, So let's continue on with the rest of the list. Um, Yeah, so uh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, a person that was... um Always Yo, featured.
1: He, he fucking overachieved with like hell. Like overachieved. Like you would think, bro, like when you lay his gimmick out on paper and think about the um, kind of like the landscape that he was in, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you would think that it would just be get the fuck off of my television. Now, from some people that are that, you know, that is the case, like shout out to my man, Dan. But I think Loomis carved out a tiny piece of real estate that...
2: About, hold like, my phone's too bright. Go, go yeah, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's bright.
1: Yeah, I, I think he carved out a little bit of real estate with some of the straight man comedy he was doing, and it was like, yeah... Dylan, Big what Dick
2: is, was, is this? <laughs> <laughs> Big Dylan, Dylan, what? Hey, man, what? You, you can't...
1: What? You playing in this comment section.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> you, why are you trolling us... Why are you troubling us in our comment section?
1: (laughs) Might regulate, you know, but um, I think he carved out... Dex is
2: Dexter Loomis.
1: Yeah, I think he carved out, like, a little weird piece, like, of real estate with with people that, like,
2: that ended up liking him. I think people ironically liked him. I don't think they really liked him. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, and obviously, you know, like... It's one thing when it's like you've been on this show fucking forever, and like it's the same people you see every goddamn week. That like you know the same people that'll boo you know Wesley and and uh, and, and uh, Carter, you know, Nash Carter. So it's like they can get over or, or, or hurt whoever they want to. So like maybe they like them or whatever else. But like dude, I, I we saw some of them house shows. Like we saw some of the stuff he could yeah. do, and then we would see, and then we would see what the matches would be and some of the some of the goofy stuff in lurching slow you know like early 90s Undertaker-esque stuff they had him doing it was like yo who who actually want to see this in 2000 um you know in the in the 2020s and like they transitioned later and made him a comedy guy and that's cool that they made him a straight man comedy guy that's just cool whatever else but like that's you know he that basically them finding... Adjust, adjusting after they like tried to do something with him and people were like nah that shit sucks um so yeah man like I look at like what gargano was doing with him and everything and I'm just like in in indie and you know the whole thing led to the marriage and now like the marriage is done with it' it's like what a fucking waste of time like whatever like, I guess it popped the rating at one time when they did it gargano was gone. Candace, Can. is, Candace is gone. Imagine,
1: He's, James, like, imagine caring about this promotion as long as you did. <laughs> Bro! I, how does it feel? <laughs> like, like you see what they were doing. Like, when I
2: gave up on this shit, I was like, look, man, this shit
1: like, well, I started getting discouraged.
2: But by I anything. told you this shit sucked while was happening. It was like, I was like, oh, this but might be is. okay. I told you, I was like, nah, man, this Dex Illuminum shit sucks. Man. Every week, remember, I was like, every week when he was gone, I was like, oh my god, it's so much better. He's not, here. and then he came back, I was like, god damn it, it sucks. Like, yeah,
1: man he's yeah, so, like, like,
2: so like, I get what you're coming at, but it's like, it wasn't like I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe Luma's got some. No, I never said that. Yeah, like, I th- yeah. in fact, I think I hated more of these matches more than people that actually uh watched uh, the other shit with along with did. me at the time.
1: You probably did. Um. Yeah, he was. I think he is on that list, kind of with like the, the carrying Cross, him, when you just started seeing things on the show where it was like, nah, man. Um, and, and it was out of that, that kind of, you know. When he got hired, you know, they were trying to scoop as much talent as possible. Uh, we, we've we all seen the people that they hired in that time period. He may be one of those because it never really quite made sense. It was like, yo, I think they brought him in when he was like 35. They brought him in before they were really bringing in like people from Impact. Um, I think he did like in a, on a personal achievement level, he did about it. He maxed out here, um, I feel like like he couldn't have done any better. Like He could have went to the main out, roster. Never, if they, like, like, they could have put him on the main roster or whatever. He could have did all the goofy, and maybe it catches or whatever with the, the wackiness or whatever. But, they, should
2: have, they should have brought him up immediately and put him with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, like,
1: I don't know, man. Like, he got to hang around for a lot longer than a lot of these people that's on this list, which kind of leads to my next point about um, their scouting and them just being pretty generally awful at it. Um, so let's go through the rest of this list because the rest of these people aren't quite. They don't really have enough to analyze about them. I feel like. Um, so we got Harland, which is the uh, the guy that they were calling the next Brock Lesnar guy, and then they shaved his head and made him a goon. Uh, apparently, you know, he was you know he didn't have great reviews with the with the performance center coaches. Pretty lazy individual and not really you know really going after it um persia Prado was an active storyline with dexter loomis um <laughs> where they were competing couples yes something like that yes uh, over like who was Steph a hotter couple or some shit like that yeah 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 uh she'll be Steph Delander again um and then uh, a gentleman named Draco Anthony. I remember when uh, we heard that name, that was just like, yes. "All right, who he sneak it? Like he snuck this by, and it's hilarious that he snuck this by." And that man whatever. used to come
2: out and he he do the you know the the the, the mellow shit is like, "Hey, your name Draco, how did you get this through?" Yeah. <laughs> um
1: uh, we got Sanjana George Raylan Divine who i believe was like 6 foot 3 or something like that uh, James do me a favor uh type in Raylan Divine on uh in your Google search please in Google search okay and, you know and it is R A E L Y N and then Divine
2: all right
1: Right now we're waiting for James's reaction. Okay,
2: Instagram popped up. Should I click on the Instagram? okay, I see why you uh, I see why you said this to me. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> So they cut that young lady. Um, they also cut uh Mila Malani and Paige Prinzavalli. So uh, I don't know, man. They have this thing now that Triple H kind of like alluded to in his interview with the Athletic like they're figuring it out like you know if they have people they're going to give them less time than they normally give them and they can tell if you're getting it in like a month or two months maybe 3 months at the max like it's like this 90 day thing right doesn't I don't know if it's if it's just me that sounds like a great way to lose out on talent that might actually like turn into something if you're like Uh, three months. I don't see shit. Holla like I don't know, man, because how many how many stories we hear about people that are absolutely like just clueless at the beginning and it takes them a little while and these people are getting like thrown into like it's weird because they're not really being trained to be professional wrestlers like they're being trained to be on a TV show where they do some wrestling like at times right and you know if you're not someone with like this family pedigree, like a Braun breaker, and I think there are concerns about Braun breaker, like, but like him being the concern, like it, he's not the concern. It's like he just has to to do this more, right? Mm-hmm. But these other people that show up, I don't know how you just go through and cut and and decide to devote resources to, to people. For like three months, four months, five months, like Harlem was around and for like less than half a year. And it's like you decide, nah, I'm good. It, that seems like a waste of time, a waste of money. And also like they're eventually bound to like, I think they would be more likely to lose a star than gain a star doing this.
2: It's it's a. OK, and so I know
1: it's like a, it's a crapshoot. It's a draft. It's a talent mentality. versus culture thing. Right, right. Because right. it's like, and, the, you know, who knows? These people might not be necessarily the problem or whatever. Like, if they take their ass to the QT Marshall, like, somebody might show up and, like, show aptitude. But, like, I don't feel like three months is enough to, to throw somebody out like, you know what, we're done here.
2: Right. And uh, I don't, I don't know, like, the Harlan dude, like, did he have a – was he already a wrestler?
1: No. He was a
2: football All player at UCF. Okay. So – Giving anyone three months to be to to be good at wrestling and then cutting bait on them is like absurd to me if that's the case if if that is what the situation is where like they signed this dude they gave him x amount of months and then pan out they cut him it's like who the f- who the fuck is good in three months besides someone with a background in like in in catch wrestling or freestyle wrestling
1: like who because this could like this list could have been like ten other people or whatever besides have, like, like yeah. besides like Dakai or Dakota Kai Bivens and Loomis and then everything after that could have literally been a different batch of people and yeah. you know who knows like um, I don't know man it, it
2: seems like a really bad strategy almost like they're yeah. bad at this yeah another thing is like uh, one of the fences I hear from from people talking about like when they cut like the people that could have been the vets to help foster the new talent over. Um, or when they talked about like the old NXT compared to NXT now, it was like, yeah, you know, as on you know, when you talk about, you know, football players, people with athletic backgrounds compared to like the wrestlers that, you know, made it on the Indies or whatever else, it's like, you don't think you should try to make, it shouldn't just like, you know, take all the projects as opposed to taking, you know, some of the, you know, the, the, let's say, if you will, like the fourth year and third year, uh, college players. And it's like, there's only so many of those you gonna take before uh all you got is nothing but bus. And if you put all if you keep piling all these bus around, like what are we going, what are you gonna do? How how is the people that actually have some aptitude to uh do this in the future, how are they gonna get better if there's not anybody to that, you know, keep putting skin on their head as they keep going along this thing? Like it's just uh Their problem is they
1: live in extremes. Like, <laughs> like as far that's as... And as far as like the black and gold era of NXT went in one direction, they seemed determined to take this in a whole different direction. It's like, why don't we like <laughs> try to like, you know, what's that that fusion dance? You know, like you uh-huh. know they, they say like, you know, yeah, you yeah. do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like I feel like there's gotta be there's gotta be better ways. And uh, they bring up a couple interesting things in the comments. It's like almost like you know this show shouldn't be on
2: national television anymore. Like <laughs> almost. <laughs> like I, mean, I. This shit should have been done once up. Like honestly, one. Whatever. I. I I'm not gonna go down NXT fuck up list again. I'm. 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 I'm fucking weary. But like it's just uh yeah. Like it's developmental and you know, look. I'm not if whether it's on national TV or not, like they're going to keep it on and keep trying to make that money until they cancel it. So it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think a lot of people eating crow about, about NAC 2.0 that were, that were real loud, um, when this whole thing started. And I think it's like, obviously like from a, uh, show standpoint, it's not really, uh, moving the culture, I would say in, in a positive direction as far as, uh, you know, it's not—it's not really making an impact and doing anything. Obviously, we saw business-wise, they flopped over WrestleMania weekend. They drew like, you know, around three thousand. Like when I, when I hear people talking about this well, it's is it under, better, it was
2: under four thousand. So. Yeah, it
1: was. Like, this is better. Like this proves this is is some type of success. I'm like, how? There's literally no like right. metric or anything that you can show that NXT 2.0 has been successful at all. Yeah. Like, tons of people were getting fired. Uh, they're not drawing. The ratings have collapsed. And it has a general vibe of just <laughs> like it like people have talked about it, it's like, you know, it feels like the new generation era. People have talked about it being like just this clueless thing that is at Echo's other of developmental history like when the uh, Basham brothers were there and Cornette says hey um, or they're feuding against each other they call them up as a tag team making them cut their hair and all this shit like uh-huh. there's all these stories like that feel like they're all amalgamating into one with yeah. NAC 2.0 that is like just a just like a culmination of the demolition that started when Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard made an innocent trip to the PC uh, where everyone was said to be in generally good spirits last summer and that was a positive for the company it's almost like that was spin um, <laughs> because everything that's happened after that yikes
2: fucking yikes yeah um, whatever man like uh, so speaking of that, um, and speaking of like the kind of morale and the mood that uh, this company or this promotion brand is in, um, Roger Strong uh, has, has apparently on multiple occasions asked for his release, and he is not getting it. And um, it's quite predictable he was not getting it, seeing that he is, uh, you know, he apparently signed on to a new contract in like with sometime in the last two years. Um, I think last year. Yeah, I think it was last year. Um, it stinks. Same, you know, same as all anybody else that wants to uh, wants to leave. It stinks. Um, and like going back to the Ember thing, talking about you know the issues or whatever else is like everybody. It seems to me like between Gargano, between O'Reilly, between Ember, between a few other people that were NXT people, talents, they all keep saying it, like, this shit is totally different without Triple H around, and they don't, they, they, they there's no direction, there's no nothing, there's no one to talk to, to try to get real clarification, and, they're all getting frustrated, and also, so many of their friends, because they were NXT, they're they're all over an AEW and they're I'm sure they're getting reviews or watching AEW and they're like Jesus Christ like they're doing what NXT used to do in better and like that has to be frustrating to see and to know like this is what we used to do this is what we do now this is what I could be doing get me the fuck out of here now
1: there's no wrestler and I think it's important to say this right because there was a lot of I think working around the brand of NXT and, and, legend building of it, right? There is not a single wrestler. I don't care who they are that wrestled, that, that went around the world for years, that did everything you had to do to make it to WWE and wanted to be an NXT forever. Right. They don't exist. Like, they all want to get to like Raw, SmackDown, which is the money or whatever or now AEW. Now, because they see like, yo, we don't do all this to like wrestle in front of this same fucking crowd in Florida every week. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um As far as Roddy goes um, and, you know, that being like a, a reflection of like, you know, things being different with Triple H, it's just like, damn, not only is it different under Triple H like the whole fucking staff back. The only person I can think of that's still there is like Shawn Michaels.
2: Right. Um Maybe, maybe, man. uh maybe Albert's still there. Uh Matt Bloom? Yeah. 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 Him like, too. Like in maybe Norman Smiley. Right. Right? But like, you know, uh um, Terry Taylor. Okay, so there's a few like Political the coach Shark. So like the coaches are still there, right? But like as far as, <laughs> you know, um like like I don't think, is Helda there anymore? I don't think she is. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of, um, uh, oh, what's her name? She was Dark Angel in Stardom. Oh, fuck. What's her name? Can't remember her name for life of me. Somebody will pull it up. Uh, Dellen, she was Dark Angel in Stardom. She was the second White Belt Champion. I can't remember her name, but she, she was a, <clears throat> she got cut like in the last year or so too. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, uh, it's frustrating it's frustrating cause it's all we, we all saw they were all leaving we were all like he gonna be stuck left behind and then like they gave him Diamond Mine and Diamond Mine like never even got the launch with the original roster that was set um his they 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 fired his his wife or at least the mother of his child I don't know it. I don't know I don't remember if it was his wife or not but like fired her um they were gonna have Hideki Suzuki and fucking <laughs> he was he was gonna be the coach they, they fired him, uh, uh, Arturo was supposed to be in it, um, after they tried to patch him multiple things and it made all the sisters of him to be in it. And they got, they got rid of him too. And then they started to launch. They end up putting those two brothers in there. And those two brothers, like, fit the diamond mine thing or whatever else. And, um, the Ivy Nile woman. And, like, with Bivens, they made the most of it. But now, like, Bivens is gone. Right? Bivens didn't want to resign, so they finally fired him. And it's like, all right. Why would he want to stay here? Everybody he wrestled. Everybody like do you like does you think Roderick Strong at what? How old is Roderick? What, late thirties. Yeah, he's got
1: to be like thirty seven at least.
2: Why would he want to be a coach? He's still one of the best wrestlers in the world.
1: Roderick Strong age. Roderick Strong is thirty eight. He will be thirty nine in July,
2: bro. Why in the world would he, yeah, Sarah Stock, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. Why in the world would he want to be stuck being a developmental coach? Ciampa just left. He didn't want to be a developmental coach. Gargano did it for like a year, and so all these guys did it for like a year, and they were like, enough. Like, I want to, I want to, like, have these good matches with other good people while I can still do this in front of these, like, crowds that we can still do this in front of. O'Reilly left, Fish left, Cole left, Gargano his, his left, Champa's going to the main roster after, you know, like, everybody wants the fuck out of there. Like, Walter basically, like, showed up to NXT so he can just, like, lose a bunch of weight and then go, and then, like, I'm not going to be a coach. I'm, I'm going straight to the main roster, almost. Like, yeah. Why? 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 why?
1: Yeah, like it is, uh, it's, it's quite telling. You see, like all the undisputed era guys are all over there aside from Roderick Strong. It seems like there's a big summer angle set to kick off. I can think of another use for Roderick Strong that he'll never or he'll not get uh, essentially to participate in because WWE is like, Oh, we can't make no money with you, but you ain't going to make no money for nobody else either. So, right. um, and. He chose, like, he chose to resign last he year. Did. So he, he could've, did. look, he could've, could've got out of there. So my sympathy only goes so far in that aspect. However, it is, it's just baffling, especially when you start seeing the, I, I don't know if the budget cuts was the excuse behind these NFT it ones. It was. Okay. It was. Okay. It's more baffling when we get more budget cut people that.
2: You know, someone can't get a
1: release. Free up the budget, you know, per se.
2: Right, Right. and also like these budget cuts happen. Like, and I think like the quarterly call is coming up real soon. Like it may be this week. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, So they're not they're not done. Like they're never done. Um. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up for pretty much the NXT talk. The Rock turned fifty years old today. Dwayne Johnson um I watched I was fortunate enough to watch a lot of his career pretty much and up until like I don't know maybe 2001 I saw and then I've seen you know all his comeback stuff essentially <clears throat> and you know the rock you like imagine if they would have got rid of the rock after 90 days <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that wouldn't have happened back then because they didn't have like fifty people like to yeah. that are all trying to teach at the same time out of Russell. They had like a handful of people.
1: Yeah, and they almost screwed it up with him too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, happy birthday to the Rock for sure. Uh, you know, I don't like it's crazy to think of a, of the Rock as like the, this fifty year old guy. Like, because I, I remember hearing Jim Ross's voice uh, WrestleMania. 15 he was like this man's 27 years old or 26 years old he's main eventing Wrestlemania or his first Wrestlemania right now and it's like bro do you know what would have to happen what kind of act of God would have to happen for like a 27 year old to like main event Wrestlemania at this rate
2: I mean Rock got a clone right right who who Um, else could do that
1: yeah, like, and, and you think about like he was essentially done by the time he was like 31 years old. He was like kind of phasing out of wrestling for the first time, and you think about like how quickly, like how quick, his career is a fucking flash, like yeah. compared to like it's like five you know, years. We've, like we've been like like the like the time we've spent coming back and watching wrestling since like 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's half the time The Rock was around, and like for like. Uh, uh, like like a third of it they had no idea what to do with him like and then you know he goes around and takes like he gets to the top in two years that first year is essentially a wash like you gotta throw that one away so like it was really like four years of him and he, and he takes over becomes like a huge star lots of big rivalries with Austin with Foley Triple H um, of course, you know he's in the nation of domination, nation and DX stuff, and he he really like you know I, I thought there was something interesting like he does all this stuff gets to the top main events all those WrestleMania they beat him at like three WrestleManias in a row. Yep. Um, imagine that. Um, and they really don't treat him well on the way out like they let his contract like expire in 2005 because they think he's gonna flop and he's gonna have to come back and uh at a discount man man, what it's amazing that and i think it's the rock there is no one that understands like Like, like Rock had to do his jobs right, Mm -hmm. but he was always gonna get them shits back. And like there, there's a job that was done that he's still waiting to get back one day. And I don't know if like his his body is gonna like basically hold up for him to get this done or whatever. But Brock Lesnar owes him one. Like, and 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 the table is set. To, to get that back or whatever. And you, you can check out Brock Lesnar's book, like for some of that stuff. And, you know, The Rock, like, knows when to lay down. And, when you know, he was, he's been taught the business by his grandmother, by his grandfather, by his mom, by his dad, like coming up for years, Pat Patterson, from the time he was a teenager. So, like, it, I think some of the political stuff behind Rock's career is fascinating that I don't think people uh, really dive into as much because, you know, obviously, you know, him and Shawn Michaels never worked together. Uh, The long rivalry with Triple H and him doing way more jobs for Triple H than like was warranted, I think. Um, And, you know, him
2: think It's, it's flat out. It's like that's what it is. That shit was ridiculous like
1: him like putting over like Jericho and angle or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it was like, they weren't going to get up going through triple H like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and and good luck getting Austin to like do a lot of jobs around that time. And it was like, you know, rock kind of broke the system, like for WWE because he was just so fucking great that, you know, they developed a lot of bad habits.
2: Right. Right.
1: Developed a lot of bad habits with the rock. Um,
2: Any thoughts on the Rock, James? Man, like the the Rock and pro wrestling is like something you have to like. Is a place in time. It's like that whole run was a place in time. Um, like to explain to somebody like from ni- from ninety eight Royal Rumble or so, or you know to um, basically like. Two thousand, that this person was gonna do that, and then the next thing you know, like become like the biggest star in Hollywood. Uh, twenty years later, over the next twenty years, <sighs> yeah, you, you, you had to be there. You just had to. You can't like unless it, maybe there's a book that can encompass it. I don't know if there's one out there. There should be. I'd buy it. I'd read it. Um, but, um. The dude was one of a kind. Like, you know, for me, like he's best promo ever. He's the most uh charismatic person ever in pro wrestling. Like I'm sure you have your arguments. You like and I'm sure you got your reasons, or whatever else. Don't bring it to me. I don't want to hear him. Don't give a fuck. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. You wanna say Ric Flair? Sure. I'm not gonna argue you about that. Don't care, bro. CM Punk? Sure. Don't care. MJF, don't care. John, don't care. Name any of you want to. I do not care. They, like, Flair was the guy. He absolutely was. The Rock was like was doing shit that like shouldn't have worked at all. He made it work. Shit that people try to replicate. Can't even do it as good as he was. Think of how over Elias got doing basically that less inferior version of the rock concert.
1: Yes. Like that should tell you. Jesus. Um I need someone to steal the $500 shirts. Like, that was my favorite rock.
2: I mean, Ricky Starks is kind of
1: doing that. Yeah, yeah, he's doing it a little bit, but um, you know, people like like to talk about the Hollywood Rock being their favorite guy. My favorite guy was the people's champ in two thousand five hundred dollars <laughs> shirts, uh short sideburns or whatever, kinda kinda trimming them up but still there a little bit. Um, you know, the the shades, you know, sliding and doing the people's yeah. elbow. Like yeah. nah, bro, like that was where it was at. Like and you know, I feel like as an athlete I feel like Rock is real underrated. Like as an athlete, as a wrestler, he is because um, it was so short. I, like, bro, like I would, I would love to drop like two thousand Rock, you know, in with some of the best guys, like, and, and see like what what he can do. Because you know, he always had like kind of good matches with like you know your super worker types of the time mm-hmm. that he was in. Like you know, there's a there's a famous. Raw match with him and Eddie Guerrero. Him and Jericho always had uh, pretty good matches as mm-hmm. well. Him and Angle w- w- was always awesome. And, you know, for, as far as heavyweights, him and Triple H, I think, had, like, pretty good chemistry. And, yeah. uh, like, we knew he he was he was well-versed in a real man match. He would beat the shit out of you. Yep. Like, <laughs> ask Mick Foley. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, I, the only thing, you know, you never really seen Rock with was really him versus, like, the people that are really bigger than him like they didn't really, you know, go that direction a lot but um I think he would he would, he'd would be an interesting case of like yo what would he look like outside of the time he was in
2: Yeah, and and also is like relative to his era and his experience, he would like obviously people would be like well what about Kurt angle but outside of fucking Kurt angle he was fucking great for like his level of experience in in relative to the time and the promotion he was in. He was he was so good, and I think people get lost in that when you look at like um, when we talk about like the place and time thing. Is like you had to be there. Like there weren't too many people that were out here just going out here having like you know three and a half high threes, an occasional a, a very occasional four or whatever else. With like when did he start? When did he start wrestling? Nineteen
1: ninety
2: six. Right, like. And doing that like on the biggest promotion in the world by like you know, in two years, that was really hard to do. Like you know, I don't even know. I, I have to go through his cage match, look how many matches he had. But like that's back then when it was like you got to have 500 matches to not suck. Mm-hmm. Was was the was the talk? And it's like he was doing all that shit on the road.
1: Right, and uh, you know he was uh, someone obviously had to give a gab and like yep. yeah the big smile and you know obviously they they had. Well, they had plans. They had a lot of smart people from at the, the time beginning that were like, "Yo, this is fucking it." Like, you know, and it took a little while, but I remember being a kid and, and liking Rocky Maivia, or whatever. So, like, I you know, yeah. I was down with him from day one. And then when he turned, I was like, "Bro, he's just even cooler now." Like, so it's just, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, and then I, I think we should bring up like his his return. As well, because obviously there was like it was a different time, a different age, like yep. um, that he he pretty much brought a lot of people back, like including me and James right? Uh, to, to watch, you know, what he had going on um, then. And I think it worked like really well, at least that first year, like it was like biggest WrestleMania gate, you know, of all time, of course, like big, you know, I, I, I love the match, too. Um, yeah. And. They were in Miami, like, and it was, like, a stadium sellout. You know, I, I didn't enjoy the after WrestleMania 28 leading up to 29 as much because I felt like they leaned on him too much. I felt like I think CM Punk kind of got to his level and kind of, like, in a way that, you know, you know, people like the revisionist history of, like, thinking, like, John Cena, like, had, like, out-talked The Rock or embarrassed The Rock. Like, I don't think that was the case at all personally, right? Mm-hmm. I think Cena had some shiny moments against him. I I would say like, you know, like some of the rap stuff was 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 entertaining, but like I felt like The Rock like had it in the bag or whatever. Um the second time around, not as much. It wasn't, you know, I just wasn't feeling the whole thing or whatever. But I feel like CM Punk like humbled him. Like the, the, like the the one we were in attendance for and then like CM Punk was just like All right, man, that man made the rock look mortal. Like, this nigga's like, this nigga's for real. But, um, what do you like make of like, and you know, obviously, there's a looming threat of him coming back again, Mm -hmm. essentially. Like, they want to really, you know, get to play cousins and really feed into this (laughs) or whatever. And, um, I never really saw the the, the heat behind that matchup personally. Like, I'm just like, uh I don't know. Like I'd rather see like rock come back for, for Lesnar or something like that. But Mm -hmm. um, what what do you, what do you make of like the future prospects of the rock and also like his, uh, his run since 2012,
2: I'd say. I mean, it's instrumental to like, how do I say this? John Cena in CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. By the by, the things that happened in in you know in and around WrestleMania twenty eight became bigger stars. Right, like we do not want we do not start One Nation Radio without the Rock coming back. Like obviously it's just a us thing, but like the, you talked about it, biggest WrestleMania gate ever. Um, you know they thought they were going to be able to do this forever. It brought in a wave of the part timers or whatever else, and. Like, that match was great. That first match was great. The second match is, you know, people, I think it's, gets it, it's not a great match. However, it is better than people give it credit for being, um, it, you know, a lot of people wanted, people, people wanted, you know, a different match. Um, but, um, he was giving like the stuff he did with, with Punk and with Cena was awesome. Um, the times he comes back, even unannounced, like it, it blows up your fucking phone and you gotta, you gotta go to Raw or whatever the hell to see what the hell's going on. Um, that lets you know, like, that's the reason why people were so furious or mad when, like, you know, the, the egg thing happening didn't show up at, at a, um, survivor <laughs> series. Like, cause it's the rock. Um, but like, yeah, like, I thought, I thought the stuff that he did when he was back was quality. And um, you know, there's matches for him to do like name like you mentioned, like Roman and, and Brock. And I, you know, I thought we were going to get Roman and Brock or Brock and Brock at WrestleMania 30, but um, you know, he got so, so beat up in the um, 29 match that like you know the production company insurance stuff for the movies like no, nah, we're not doing that, we're not covering that shit. So um, that's why we've been at the standstill. But uh, yeah, like if this. This last run, seemingly, would have to be the last run for Rock and, like, if it happens, it'll get it'll get me to tune in. They absolutely will. I'm not even going to pretend like, no, nah, they Rock and drop. No bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Rock will have me. Like they they announced the Rock that he will be there. I will be tuned in. Like literally one minute before that happens to, to go see what hap- see what he does, or whatever else, and all that kind of stuff, and we'll go from there. Um... And I and I hope to enjoy it. And like, you know, Brock is super talented. Roman is super talented. And hopefully they'll come up with something that doesn't feel like doesn't feel contrived. They can come up there and go face to face and, you know, talk about who's the best and that sort of thing. Um, And hopefully they have some fun with it. Um, But yeah, like I, I thought, you know, for I mean, you think of all the other part timers we've had, like who did it better? Because Undertaker um, ran his course, Triple H ran his course, Shane that shit always sucked. Yep. Um, like there's Brock, but I don't know. Brock, I kind of Brock. Brock, in a different Brock ran his course quickly too years yeah. ago. Um, like like Brock shit. Brock shit started hotting and phased down. Um, Edge that shit fa- that shit faded <laughs> that shit. out by WrestleMania. Record time. Yep. Um.
1: Yeah, it's like they're hoping they can start getting Cena, but like I don't look yeah. like it's the case. Like it I like it feels like Cena's like he gave him SummerSlam, he gave him last summer, and yeah. then I don't they know how much more too. Cena. Yeah. Like I don't know how much more Cena is gonna be, you know, around. So appreciate Cena while you can.
2: Yeah. Um But I just uh Rock Rock is a one on one, man. Happy birthday and, to the Rock. Right place, right time, all that. Like it is one thing where it's like the talent or whatever else, but it's also like, ain't no way that The Rock could be The Rock now. <laughs> ain't no way. They would have fucked nobody
1: up. Writing that shit. Well, it wasn't nobody writing that shit he was coming up with. Nope. So, uh, shouts up to The Rock for sure. Um so switching gears. Um we had uh, we have AEW Dynamite and uh, Rampage that happened last week. Uh, I forget where they were. They were in Philadelphia. Yep. So uh, always good when they go to the Northeast. Pretty good crowds uh, whenever they go out there. Um, we opened the show. Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler in an Owen Hart Cup qualifying
2: match. Oh God! Here we go. Okay. So I I am. Before I give you the runway, I just want people to know, I gave the match four stars, and I'm good out of the way. Go ahead, Rich. Okay. Um, the cosplay generals have done it again.
1: Um, what I'm going to say is probably not popular. It is probably not the uh, the general opinion of this match. The roses I saw being thrown at this. There are no greater workers than FTR that convince people what they think they're seeing while ignoring what they're actually seeing. I understand the love for Bret Hart. No one loves Bret Hart like I do got his book, got him to sign it. Love Bret Hart. Talk about him all the time. A couple of times a week to my friends talk about his book and how great it is and how detailed it is and it being the Bible of wrestling, essentially like in You know, I love the Bret Hart is always right stuff because he is. I love when he kills Goldberg uh, for ending his career. Uh, But between CM Punk and FTR now in this match, they weren't just taking a spot here and there to make you think of Bret. They weren't just, you know, doing like a cool move like, hey, uh, I'm going to take a turnbuckle, run into it, you know, with my chest and everything like that. They're redoing entire sequences of several different matches, just just combining these shits, uh, like all in one. And it's like, why am I impressed by this at all? Who are you, like, a- as a wrestler? Like, the one time we make it, like, Dax Hardwood versus Cash Wheeler. And I feel like it was very underwhelming. I feel like it was, um, not a reflection of their true abilities personally uh, and it was just like the cosplay wrestlers being more cosplay wrestlers that they supposedly hate that all the FTR fans ex- except Floyd Floyd does not do this uh, you know largely champion and tell everyone else they're cosplay wrestlers they're fake wrestling and all this stuff and they're doing all these things but all FTR has to do is show up with a Heart Foundation patch on the back and start doing some wacky roll up pins and uh, a couple, you know, other sequences from WrestleMania 10 and people just lose their minds, like just make it a little bit more difficult. I shouldn't be like logging in like to Twitter 25 minutes later and they have a side by side mock up of of the sequences from, from Brett and Owen immediately. Like everybody knew this was coming. They did it anyway. I was like, "Yo, what was so impressive about this?" All you did was just steal sequences from 1994 over and over and over again. I'm sorry if you don't like hearing this, whoever you are that may be disagreeing that with that, but when I watched the match, I was like, "Are you serious? This is what we're doing?" Uh what? Like like Soulja Boy says, like you copied the whole fucking flow, like like shout out to Dylan, word for word, bar for bar. Like, where's the originality? Where's the like, you know, like where's like your kind of innovation here? I get it. You love Bret Hart. We all love Bret Hart. It's too much. It's too much between CM Punk, between Dax, between Cash. None of your own heart athletically. Nope. Let alone like you know, not pound for pound, not at
2: not at a pound for pound level, no.
1: Like and then and then like as far as technical precision, none of you are Bret Hart. So like when I see like someone like and maybe this is a uh, uh, a function of me just like holding Bret and Owen to such a high standard, like and and, you know what tributes might not necessarily be like exact replicas of them or whatever, but like when I see someone wanting to like show love to someone, I expect it to be in the ballpark personally and. Mm It's not that the, the work wasn't like, you know, obviously the work was good, like, but it was like, all right, Um, what made y'all go with that? Like, y'all didn't want to add nothing else to it. Like, like y'all are just determined to wrestle like it's 1993, 1994. Okay, I guess. Um, I'm sorry. Like, it, it's, it's just how I felt about it. Like, you know, if you're upset with me for this, I'll live with it because, like, the FTR like stuff is it's fascinating to, to watch this and, and, and that no one is like understanding what's going on here.
2: So for me, um, I had issues with the match as well. Like I did not watch this live. I ended up watching this on, I want to say, I want to say Saturday and I put it on a press play and within like, probably 45 seconds, I was like, oh, okay, so hair is, is Owen and, and bald is Brett. Right? And I was like, okay, I, I'm fine with that, but I, I know what's going on here. Um, then they opened each other up with some chops, and uh, and then from there, and then, like, um, they were wrestling at such a pace, I was like, there was, that obviously was unsustainable for them, and, like, then they started, and they did a good job of of doing old school lay on the match selling of you know putting big moves so you know superplexes uh <laughs> and stuff to so where like they could do double down so they can, you know, catch their breath. But the thing is like that worked then and I understand that like you're you know you're 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 cripping from some of these mid nineties matches, but like you're not working for the mid nineties. You're working for two thousand twenty. Um so for me, um the thing you're talking about like Trying to wrestle the precision of Brett and Owen. I, I'm not holding that as standard because I never, I don't see them individually as that level of worker. So like technically. So for me is like, they're very, they're, they're great wrestlers, if you will. Like they're not like elite for their error level technical wrestlers, right? Like they're not like Johnny Argano or, uh, Pete Dunne, right? So, um, so for me, I was like, okay. They're doing a they're doing a very good job with their wrestling. Uh is it is to the level of the people that they're, you know, they're taking this stuff from? No. I, but I didn't hold that against them. So that I guess this is why I have a better um uh I have a better outlook on the match. And like, you know, by the time they get to the finish, I was like, okay, of course it's gonna end with a, some type of near fall. Um or some type of like roll up or whatever. I was like, they're not gonna make each other tap. Um that's how i are gonna get out of it. So, I, I really enjoyed the match. Like, uh, I kind of, I, you know, I, I I thought it was a great match. I, 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 I agree with your points. I just didn't have those kind of, though that stuff didn't bother me when I watched it. Right, like mm-hmm. what you're saying is valid, but it didn't bother me. All watching. I watch, re- and I really enjoyed the match. And like similar to the Dustin in in um CM Punk match from the week before, it was like, yeah, you're right. It is a it is a Bret Hart Dustin match. I can see why you don't like it. I, I'm not expecting CM Punk and FTR to be able to wrestle like Brett. so I'm not holding to that standard. Like I'm just letting it go, right? And m- yeah. maybe the, maybe I'm maybe I'm being um too kind with that but that's how i feel like i enjoy the matches like and then the other stuff with it like i i see what you mean but like just me like just on a simple thing like did i enjoy the matches or not i enjoyed both matches but i like, think like you're the, absolutely right
1: it was like the more i thought about it like the more like i didn't like it i was mm-hmm. like because when i first i was like oh it was solid you know whatever and then i just started thinking about it i was like bro they just like is this a just, tri- is
2: this a tribute or are you just stealing shit
1: yeah. Like, like and there's a there's a yeah. fine line and I think it's fair to ask where that line is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when when you're just taking like multiple sequences of just redoing moves and encounters and, and stuff and it's just like I get the game of 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 taking from the past of taking, you know, from what you're influenced by, but who are you?
2: Right. Yeah. Eventually? Where's your where's your actual like flair in in like impression of it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on it, but I don't know.
1: People are probably upset, but whatever. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, can they really be? Because everybody was like, I mean, not but like a lot of people were hyping this shit up. Is like this is gonna be some match of the year contender, and I was like, hey, look,
1: what? I, I was like, the role that they're on right now, like I didn't put it out of being like, like I wasn't gonna say it was gonna be a match of the year contender or anything, but like being like match of the month or something, like could it, it have been? Sure, Hell why no. not?
2: So what's the match of the month? A four, a three, a four and three quarter star match. Uh, you know, something like that, like four and a half or or better, like you know, okay, get in the enough. range. Do like- I think so? So for me, I think like in their best in their best days, they can have a four and a half star match with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. It just it wasn't the cards for them that particular night, but like I think that's I think that's the ceiling. Right, like mm-hmm. in in like four and a half star matches, like I mean, I, I I roughly saw two of those like in stardom just this weekend. So, like you know, like let alone like you know some saber or or Will Osprey shit from this year, right? So it's like when people were you know maybe maybe I don't know I just saw people were like super hyped for this thing, like it was like. Pac and, and Omega, and I'm just like, nah, man, they're not that level of wrestler. Y'all gotta, <laughs> y'all gotta stop this shit. Stop y'all gotta this stop. Please. Like, and like, when you talk about like, they're, you know, they're great, they're better workers than y'all wrestlers, like, that's the kind of thing, you, like, you get is like, how many times do we go through this thing? We talk about like, you know, best tag teams in NXT at the time, and it's like, they were never the best tag team in any promotion they've ever been in, yet they still end up in this conversation for they're the best tag team in the world. And it's like, how does this, Who who is doing their marketing? Who Damn. is doing
1: this? Like, like they've they've made it part of their gimmick. Like Dax is real loud and pretty much So every it's like promo T I when he called
2: himself the king of the South.
1: But like <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I know it it wasn't absolutely ridiculous when T I was saying it. Right. Like he'd right. be like, um, like, you know, we're determined to go down as the best tag team of all time. Like, listen to how many times Dax says it and okay. like Eventually like perception is reality at a certain point. Like he's saying it for so long, people just kind of just start saying it.
2: Yeah, but essentially people, but also like the number the most of the people that say that stuff are people that are like, I don't give a fuck what their opinions are on wrestling. <laughs> like who bes- who besides Floyd thinks the FCR is the best tag team order? you actually care what they think about pro wrestling? Oh
1: man. Um... I think
2: Floyd's it.
1: Floyd so might be me. a one of one on that. It might be a one of one. Um, Like, because I can't, like, say, like, in my personal circle, like, you know, like, FTR, like, really ranks like that. Um, but
2: I, you know, I, you know I, me, yeah. like, I prefer their kind of tag team matches to then, like, a lot of guys. But it's like the output's the output and like they're you know they have some issues at times wrestling certain opponents at times like i feel like they i feel like this year was like the year where it was like okay they're all you know some of this shit that they you know they made adjustments right and they're back to being like what they kind of were doing in um and sometimes NXT or whatever I was like those two matches they had earlier like about a month ago but um as far but they're like i've always been like yeah like i think they're they you know Dax can go out there and have really have great tag or singles match or whatever else but like as far as like a singles talent where it's all on you you got to go 15 plus minutes that's really fucking hard for anyone um and like so for me i was like no nah, i think i think the i think the ceiling's four and a half but like people were kind of like thinking like they were about to see like hangman hey and dangleson i'm like really you if i gonna see hangman hey and dangleson When have you ever seen them rustle like Hangman or Danielson?
1: (laughs) The coke is coking.
2: Uh, Yeah, so, you know, maybe, you know, I was kind of like... But, I like, you know, them at four stars, like, you know, if you were to ask me what I thought they'd do, I'd probably say a little bit better. So I'm not really holding against them or whatever else. But, like, I've seen people, like, or I've seen someone to talk about it. They were disappointed. I was like, I don't know, you know... Like goes back to the work thing. Like I don't know what y'all expected from them. I just don't. I just think Tell y'all being unrealistic. I think y'all being too hard on these dudes.
1: These boys masters, bro. Like they I guess so. figuring it out.
2: Yeah, you know. You, I remember last week. You know, kind of on the slide. You're like, we'll see if it's better than, uh, Was it BTE two hundred? It was not. <laughs> you know, it also, wasn't better than right.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Let let them know, James. Any,
2: any of them Lucha Bros matches against each other in in AEW last year. Um
1: uh, also uh I'm sorry, the,
2: 2020, not last year. Sorry, two
1: thousand twenty. Also, uh the, none of them got
2: one channel matches neither. None of them. Except yeah. for in front of live crowds. If you want to say, well what about what about the the final heartbeat? Sure. The one the one that the one that got derailed by the fucking pandemic, sure. Everyone else? <laughs> no.
1: Okay. Um after that, CM Punk's on commentary during this whole match. She's, Which is also another
2: thing was like added to it. Yep. it. Was like
1: it was just too much.
2: You the two goons for for MJF are tagging each other, and CM Punk's I'm sorry, MJF's biggest nemesis, the person that he hates the most in the world, um, is on commentary for because it's a because it's a, it's like all right, I get, I know what y'all are doing. This is a bit too much for me. This is a bit too much for me. But uh, you know, whatever. I guess it was. I get. But whatever. Like it was a moment for the boys, so the boys had their moments. Good for them.
1: Yeah i I was watching this match and I was like, man, the marks might be in the ring. So, <laughs> oh man. Um. After that, Punk said, "Uh, yeah, Punk got on the mic." He, he was already out there anyway. Uh, he says that he can stand there and say, you know, he, he asked himself if he could do this before he came back. Now he can say he can. said he's a fan of of Adam Page and not to disparage. He doesn't want to disparage anyone he's been in there with thus far other than Eddie Kingston. Uh, you know, everything up, leading up to now has been a warm-up. Without the fans, there's no CM Punk. Without the fans, he doesn't come back to wrestling. Uh, Punk says he's not a gambling man, but he's going to bet on himself at double or nothing. And Hangman's going to know he's been in a fight and he's going to fight until the wheels fall off. Uh, and Paige had, uh, COVID this week. That's why he missed the show.
2: I'm still in the for you saying the marks might be the ring. But, uh <laughs> It <laughs> we'll get to that. We get to the start a review because there was one Mark in the ring on, on, on Friday night. But, uh, yeah, uh, I thought this was a great promo. Um, kind of, you know, puts you, gives you, a, a, like, that feel of when he first came back around the first few weeks where he's like, I'm just, I'm back. I'm happy to be around. I want to tell you guys that I'm happy and, you know, kind of, you know, show you that, like, you know, just baby face talking. Talked about, you know. Where he where he where he is where he wants to go and I thought it was really cool and uh my thought it was a great promo and I also like the idea of him walking around the crowd I uh I think he was going for the crowd being more hyped for it um but it was still well done because of CM Punk and like the matches announced and um yeah uh there is no wrong outside. Outside of a stupid bad, you know, run in or anything like like this, there's no bad finish. They can flip a coin; it don't matter.
1: This is a very dangerous match for Hangman. Hey if you've thought everything's been too predictable thus
2: far, I think you're in for a treat. So, um, because you can easily see, like, all right, you can easily see them be like, okay, so. You, you, get, you it to get it on Punk. You get it on Punk so you can get it to MJF. So MJF get it to Wardlow. You can see that. You can, see, you, can, you can easily see that in the pipeline as far as the, the transition, the transitions for like from 2020 to 2023. Um, but there's also a different timeline where they could do something else. Like, uh, cause I mean, Hangman's ha- I mean, if you lose the, you know, that'll be six months from the time he won it. Like, I don't think anyone complained about anybody having, given given the quality of matches he's had and, and fuse he's had. I don't think anyone complained about, could, could complain about a six-month run. Um, so, uh, but whatever. Like, this is, you know, this is on paper uh, the biggest match of Heyman's career. Um, and, like, you know, Punk you talk about the Bret Hart tributes or whatever else. Like the dude puts a lot of thoughts to his matches. He has a like, and he still ha- He still has that thing that Jericho has, where it's like he has his match and he knows how to get a crowd. Um, and he's you gonna know, be in there with Hangman and like, Hangman's just a dog, and <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we had. Uh, I think this could be. I know people have like really high praise for the uh, the the dog collar match. I think this could be CM Punk's best singles match, like no, like regular rules match in AEW. I think this could be the, the place where he has that. Um, we had uh, Dan Lambert
1: back, says you said this match is not a coincidence. Scorpio Sky cuts promo saying he was screwed out of the belt. He's not here to complain. As Frankie didn't step aside to lose. Uh, the Philly crowd is here to see him beat Sammy's ass, and there can only be one face of TNT, which is him. Real fired up there for Scorpio. Then we got uh, the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Factory. The Wheeler-Yuda story rolls on. Um, whoops their ass, essentially.
2: Yeah, uh, the match was centered around uh, Nick Camarado and Utah, and um, he couldn't do anything with his size. He obviously had the technical advantage over him, but he couldn't do anything with his size at the beginning and by the end. Um, he's able to uh, get you know, like the Daniel Bryan uh elbows from like a uh some type of like have your arms like locked out and then like drop elbows down on him and then once he got him down to the mat he transitioned to the the <sighs> He did the, the Mina flash pin, the the, Mina, the glorious um, collection Mina pin, except without the Mina pose. But, like, uh, he he basically, like, I think they called it a seat belt or a safety belt or whatever the hell they called it. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it was basically the same thing, like, just, uh, you know, uh, transition over into a uh, crucifix. And it, it was cool. And, like, gotta say, like, these matches are fun. They're just like party matches, almost up with like instead of flat, you know, flying around like it's just like cool interactions and ass beating. It's fun.
1: They book them next week against Ann Helico and Butcher and the Blade. I get it, bro. I get it. Every fucking week, like like one of these one of these matches. This is the wheel, the the Wheeler Yuta story. Like I get it. Like the promotion has become like, or I won't go that far because there's a lot of hyperbole elsewhere that I don't want to indulge by putting it here. But if I go through the last like X amount of weeks, it's like one of these these matches is like, bro, I get the point already. Like like you're beating it home to me, bro. They, they fuck people up. I understand, bro. Like can we get a real opponent to them yet or somebody, please?
2: I think that they're still waiting for like – the uh, the announcement of like the trios titles or whatever else like i mean we just got uh phoenix back this week
0: mm-hmm.
2: so you know they're still waiting on that obviously still waiting on um omega to figure out what the hells going on like they're they're kind of a uh, treading water but I, for me like at least like these matches are fun um we'll see what happens when like when it comes you know cuz we're getting to that time where they need a, a pay-per-view opponent so we'll see
1: Yeah, we had Shivani with Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, and Tony Storm. Tony says she's gonna see Jamie in the first round. She wants Britt to say hello to her friend, Ruby Soho. Ruby comes on screen. Um, She basically says, um, like, she can't imagine a better way to make change. Uh, Every time, you know, someone new shows up, Britt basically, you know, starts swinging her proverbial around, and then Jamie Hader, like, looks underneath. It was pretty funny. uh Britt said there's no physicality, so they're gonna visit Ruby's Ruby's home catering. So uh one of those barrier. Um uh, then Jungle Boy was backstage, he said he knew he could have won. Christian Cage told me sounds like a loser, but that was a teachable moment. Uh, but they can write it wrong, and all of a sudden, like Ricky Stars just appeared like he was in a whirlwind essentially, uh, and then challenged them, you know, to a tag team title match with him and Hobbs and I don't know when that is, but that should be a pretty fun match.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um team has heating up all of a sudden. Yeah. I, would you have been mad at there's been like the pay-per-view match? Because I wouldn't have been. No? Yeah, so I, I wonder but what they come up with for might, pay-per-view.
1: Like, I think it might like still come back to Swerve and, and like, Keith, Lee? Keith Lee or something. I mean, if like,
2: it... Okay.
1: So... After that, we got Lance Archer versus Wardlow, and yes, uh, the War Dog, once again, uh and Lance Archer did, you know, this this was a pretty fun match here. Yep. Uh, Wardlow flying around, bumping.
2: Archer flying yep. around. Yep.
1: And then, like, I was like, this is better than any Undertaker versus Kane match that ever happened. <laughs> Josh didn't like that, but I was like, this is better than any of those matches that ever happened ever in history. Uh, Warlow and we're not dude talking
2: to- about like some all-time match. We're talking about like, yeah, a three like at, some
1: low-three, high-mid-three
2: type of thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, man, they, they, you know, like, the, the big dudes start flying and flipping, you know, you know I'm going to have a certain amount of appreciation. Uh, it's amazing they're still letting Warlow do that swan time with Jeff Hardy around, but... Um, yeah, well, who has more a swanton, of...
2: swanton at this point? Because because um, Jeff just landing on bitches, yeah. like he just dropping his whole body on people. Yeah, um, this man has. This man has figured out that like it's that about he, me. that that human bodies are softer than uh, than the canvas. That's, that's he has figured it out. He's like, sorry, brother.
1: <laughs> Better well, you than me, bitch. <laughs> well, bitch! Bitch, you gotta lock up.
2: Uh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like you know, I, I, I thought I thought it was really fun, and um, I am. I will say this: I'm not looking forward to the next opponent for Ford Low.
1: I will, I will push back on that. I will push back on that. So, like, W Morrissey is rumored to be the opponent that's coming. In. MJF cut a promo after yep. that. And all I have to say is W Morrissey is not big cast. Um, this guy has completely rebuilt his look. He's got like a psychosidian kind of uh aura about him. Like he, he knows exactly who he is. Very confident. Every time I've seen him, like he, he completely rebuilt. I imagine his he's look. still
2: a good promo.
1: Probably still a good promo. And like he's he's wrestling in these jeans. He's jacked. He's oiled up. He's yep. tanned. He's yep. still tall. Or whatever. Yeah. He's not seven feet yet. He's still six seven or he's six Still six, seven, six But nine, like six he's nine. he know he's insanely protected in Impact. Um, and I remember like checking him out last year and being like, I wouldn't be opposed to him getting a chance somewhere else again because like he's too big for Impact. Like let's just let's just say what it is. Like eventually, like you would think WWE would would call him. Uh, would would eventually give him a call one day if it didn't end too badly there and okay you know if this is a case where it's like a scouting thing like you know if he may come into AW one day like if he's by himself like do not bring Enzo with him like. I think there are worse things that look in the week Joey Janela is out of here, essentially. Uh, W Morrissey comes in. He apologized to Janela though. I know. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. And, but I, I don't think he's, uh, he's not the 2018 big ass, uh, you know, that, that version of him. Like I would be excited to see, especially in there with Wardlow, like, nah, like, they could do something, I think. And, we'll see. you know, if it's a, if it's a one-off, it's a one-off, but like, I don't think this is a, uh, like, this is some tragedy that he's, he's coming because like, I I'm into the guy, like as, as far as his, how he's presented an impact.
2: We'll see. I've just had a point now where it's like, unless you're a super talent, I don't, or, or you're a need, you're a real need. I don't see why they need him or need somebody like added to the roster at this point. Right. like, mm-hmm. At this point, like need to take needs and like you know the super luxuries that put him over the top that you have to take. Uh, so for me, like he's not he doesn't fit in either one of those categories. So I, I you know, um, the thought of him coming in for one match, fine. My thing is like, what if he has one match? It goes really good, and then we're like, nah, bro, we need to we need to go ahead and sign, make you make sure that you're all elite, brother. And then I'm like, nah, nah. But uh, well, especially, especially
1: look when look, at, look what Rowan Eric Rowan just did. Like that man showed up. He didn't get signed. Right, right He did. Right. He did his thing.
2: Right. My my whole thing is like you know, I, I I've had I've had you know bad relationships with previous promoters and like I'm I'm it's hard for me to it's hard for me to to, to give full trust you know. So, so I, when oh, does that
1: end? Huh? When does that end? Never. it's it just like
2: bitch. I, don't, it, it's I don't think I'm ever life. gonna trust Rossi or Tony Khan. For life. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna trust either one of them. Nah, man. Nah, for what? For life. You got you gonna have to always earn it.
1: That's so funny.
2: You gotta always earn it. You're gonna treat you like Jerry Rice. You gotta come out here You gotta come out here and run this goddamn hill and be ready at all times.
1: You gotta be ready to go.
2: Uh but yeah, uh we'll see. Like if it's one match, fine. Cause you know they also they also did the one match thing with like uh Nick Gage, for example. Mm-hmm. That's fine, and uh, that's a that's a feature of uh, of the the MJF pattern is like oh they're going to be
1: in Long no they're not in Long Island this week
2: my bad yeah uh I'm mistaken what I was going to say but like they've done it before but I was going to mention a longer one but that was actually Jericho bringing in Jeff Cobb but uh um yeah like AEW has a history of bringing uh, basically outsourcing hill work from out of promotion to come in for a hot match and then leave so. Um, yeah, uh, this could be it. And I hope that's kind of it. Um, as far as W. Morrissey and his, in the rest of his career, he turned his life around and good for him. Um, I have not seen any of his stuff since then, but you're right. Like, I have seen the physique change. Like, he definitely has, um, put in some work. So good for him.
1: Um, then we had like Jericho Appreciation Society cutting a promo uh, with Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. This was like, I, I I don't know if I was like halfway paying attention or whatever, but this got really intense at the end of it. Yeah. Um, this uh, was a whole deal. Like I thought, Angelo Parker was was great. Like they have tons of presence on a microphone. Uh, Jericho demanded an apology. Uh, Ortiz says he has something better, and he flips a bird to him. Uh, Santana does the same. Jericho turned his back uh, on the guys that knew him best, and Daniel Garcia, like sh- looking like a mobster with a with a damn wife beater and the kangol on backwards, starts mocking Eddie Kingston's eyebrows, which was funny. Um,
2: <laughs> it was like, bro, you try to be hard? You got your eyebrows done, bro? I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's it's Daniel Garcia's best mic- best moment on the microphone that I've ever seen. Before. Yeah,
1: you know. Um, Basically, he's, like, lunging at them and and act like, you know, he's saying, what y'all going to do, like, and all this other stuff. It was pretty funny. Uh, Eddie Kingston says he hates all that sports entertainment crap. I agree. Um, He said they're going to get to Chris regardless. They don't care if it's five on three. Jericho says that's the problem. They're not smart enough to realize it's five on three. So he's they're putting a hit on him, and they're going to take him out one by one. Eddie Kingston asks him if he knows uh you know what a hit means. He said in his world, that means he ends things. Uh Jericho says no wrestling company wants him, it's his last chance, so he needs to stand and do as he is told, calls him a bitch. Uh, Eddie says he's not, you know, gonna hit him or anything, but he can smell the fear coming off of him. Uh Eddie says, you know, they've done it before and you know, they'll put these guys on the ground or whatever. Train killer. Eddie Kingston, um and he basically uh you know sells jericho they're they're not prepared to do that. Jericho's backing all down, selling it wonderfully, so like you know, just more Jericho and K- Kingston magic.
2: I loved it until the part about talking about what a hit is because I was like, y'all want a killer, stop this, like <laughs> stop. Like, uh, uh, stop. Uh, like, obviously, he didn't say that they were killers that per se. They were talking about, like, where they're from. There are killers. And I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But it was like, yeah, bro, I get that. Like, and you've been beating shit out of each other. Like, but you're, you're fake fighting. Stop. Like, it's not going to escalate to that. It's not. And then, like, and, uh, like, I think, you know what it was? It was like when he put the, when uh, he did the, the finger guns to, to Jericho's temple. That's when I was like, okay, get the fuck out of here. But before that,
1: not with ism.
2: <laughs> you want to say this? Thing? <laughs> sure. In this case, no, I wasn't. With, I wasn't with the handgun ism. But uh, for that one, it, it checked me out. But like up, but right up until that point, I loved it. I really did, and like I really like the you know the story they're telling, even if it is like quite obvious. It's like sports entertainment versus the real. Like Jericho's a phony, and versus a real person like Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. You're right, and like. You know jericho's out here with those boots and like he was behind that table oh, and, he, and he moved out the way and got to the front so he could show, show, showcase them boots and i was like when i was watching i was like oh he definitely got he definitely was like nah, i'm not, the camera can't catch these boots i'm moving so they can see these goddamn boots that man
1: specially ordered those yeah. he's like how many bedazzles can you put on it <laughs> okay can you yeah. put more yes. like <laughs> more kobe system
2: more yes
1: Yes. Uh, Rick James would have loved those shoes. Prince would have loved those shoes. Uh, you know, it, lots it of was. brothers would have worn those shoes in the 70s. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, like. uh. It didn't cut you with a razor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, don't, don't think it's game. Do not, do not think it's game. It's just not sweet. Uh, so we'll get to it later, but another part that makes us like uh, what happened later in the show, I was like. What? But uh, you can you can move on. So we had uh,
1: Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida in a Philly Street fight. This was pretty good. Um, I I didn't think it was a super match or anything, but I thought it was like it, it wrapped up their their series for the moment. Uh, they're in the same building that this whole thing started between them with the fifty win trophy. Um, uh, Serena Deeb gets to win. Uh, good physicality all throughout this, and uh, they're. Pretty much, you know, just just using the knees, uh, you know, to attack each other. They had a uh, Carl Sheeta came out in the street fight gear, so uh, I definitely <laughs> she, need the. She wore shirts. She wore some yes. shorts. I, I need the street fight Carl Sheeta alternate uh, attire in the video game. <laughs> um, so definitely, they need to do that. Um, this this is no, nah, it is a pretty good match, and um, I think that uh, this. We've we've pretty much seen Serena Deeb come in even before anyone else did. uh, I would say on this show because, like, once the ball got rolling on Serena, it was kind of like the green light for them to take the belt off Brit and then onto the new person uh, in Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa rolls through, you know, her her quote unquote mandatory challenge with Nyla Rose, and then who do you go into possibly your first like you know pay per view match at? You're gonna have. Serena Deeb, who's fresh off of uh, big wins against Sheeta, the long series with uh, doing the squashes, essentially the five-minute white girl challenges or whatever. <laughs>
2: right,
1: right, right. <laughs> so she's been like she's I think she's it's primed a up the Serenity, something I don't know. Yeah. Um, like and she uh, like they're they're primed to probably have a pretty good match and come double or nothing
2: yeah um spent a really good match from both of them um and you know that was the whole thing like once once they get this match is like well where could it go from this like once it once they're done it's like all right well she goes down and for now and um serena needs to go up uh to be the challenger um I think there's gonna be a lot more to this as far as like character work and promo stuff and, and, um, building on like attention and like making uh Serena out to be a scoundrel, uh, with Rosa compared to Sheeta. I just think that they had the matches and they had the heat. It just, it wasn't an, I don't think from a storyline perspective, it was, it, I don't think that it was, I think it was just very, you know, bare bones. And for me that worked, I think for a lot of people it left them cold. And that's why they mm-hmm. almost often forget about this when they talk about like the women's division. Um, so, so yeah, like, I think that, um, I thought it was a good match. And, um, I thought it told a good story with, with working over the knee to where she had no choice but to tap. And, um, you've been playing it, like Serena just, like, starts wearing, wearing down your joints and, and you break. Uh, so, like, that's a great hill to have to, for the face champion to go, uh, go against eventually. Um, that's what we assume. So, yeah, um, well done. We
1: got MJF and Sean Spears backstage, and that's when he cuts the promo about W Morrissey. Lights went out. Uh, Fuego Del Sol is shown laid out uh, in front of the House of Black. Uh, Malachi Black looked like he was going to pull the mask off of him, but then Alex is quote-unquote was in the ring. Immediately, I knew something wasn't right oh, yeah. because I'm like... I was like, hold on, that voice is not like right. coming from that direction or
2: whatever. I and thought then, it was Penta that was in the ring and then they were going to bring out Ray from the ramp and then said it the other way.
1: Yep, uh, They said they've been waiting for the moment, to blind side of House of Black, then all of a sudden Penta and Pac appeared and then Alex Aberhante shows up on and the then,
2: yes. apron and you're and like, hold the, on. Right. Well, and then these idiots—they never turn around and be like, well, "Who the fuck was behind us?" Then they never even did that. But like, if it's four, if it's three, y'all, and there's, and there's one back here, and who is this? And they they just sat there and waited for uh, the whole time. Like, one second I hear Abraham that show up the front, I turn around and like, "Nah, we gotta jump this dude. We outnumbered, but whatever." Right, right. Um, and then uh, Phoenix. Let me returns. tell you what I do in wrestling storylines. What? <laughs> no, I was joking. Like, you know, obviously they had to do that, but like, like, you know, if it were me, like. Well, yeah, like this ain't a movie, bro. Like, you're not in the movie. Relax. So go ahead. Okay.
1: Um, and then Ray Phoenix, uh, shows back up. He, he has a shovel. (laughs) And then the Death Triangle tries to uh, attack them. Phoenix, uh, and Buddy Matthews kind of square off. Um, Phoenix looks, you know gets back to flying and I, I see Death Triangle back and I'm like yes let's bring it back to the essence in the air you know let, let's get it back to the essence of AEW you know bring my dog Ray Phoenix back in this bitch turn this bitch up
2: happy he's back happy, he's back. happy to see him Um, that match is going to be awesome <laughs> like are they going to be able to hold it off or do they need to have like one match and have a rematch on pay-per-view
1: um uh... I think they might fuck around and book it before pay per view.
2: I'm thinking like, they shouldn't,
1: uh, but well, they, like, that's they, why I'm they thinking, should put it on. You know, they like because to because have
2: that, be that good, right? I think they're going to be at a situation where they're like, "All right, we'll um, we'll do like this live
1: one. rampage or right, whatever, like but, something like that to you know give it a big main event,
2: you know." Like when it happens, boy, that match gonna be out of this world. <laughs> that match is gonna be. One of the best matches in AEW this year. Uh, when they when they have the real match, uh, eventually, like maybe they do two, maybe they do one and one, and they move on from there, or you know, set up for like we'll see what we'll see what they do. Like just 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 give them like fifteen minutes, please. Just give them, like fifteen minutes. Let them just do their thing. It's gonna be awesome.
1: So they showed Swerve backstage with Darby Allen. I saw this. I had no idea it was coming, and I was like, "All right, well, I'll be damned." uh so swerve says uh friends is a strong term after shivani says these guys are friends he said they're rivals who beat each other up and he's looking forward to making rampage swerve's house darby says he hates to break it to him but aw is darby's house and he's been here since day one he's tired of swerve walking into company saying it's his house he's gonna show him why in the tournament so swerve versus darby was booked he had Undisputed Elite versus the Babyface Army of the Varsity Blondes, Dante Martin, Brock Anderson, and Lee Johnson. Pretty standard uh, fare here. Undisputed Elite hit like a four-way. Uh, BTE trigger. Yeah, BTE trigger on Lee Johnson. Adam Cole doesn't even tag into the match until the right. finish.
2: Right. It, and he has a whole bunch of tape on his shoulder the whole time. Uh, yeah. So it's like how badly what kind of shape is he in right now for like through match. Going through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, he can heal up some. Obviously ain't two bags, they didn't cancel the match, but like he did very little.
1: Yep. Um so a lot of, a lot of athletic guys, like uh of course Dante Martin is back singles, so yeah uh, anytime you're getting Dante in there, some good stuff is happening. But
2: they they also told the story earlier that like, you know, they still kind of were uh, Fish and O'Reilly, and the young bucks were still kind of at odds and not really trusting, trusting each other. And then they were getting their ass handed to them. And eventually, like they rallied and they were like, "You know what? Fuck this! We're better than them. We're not losing." And then they, and then by the end, that's when they kind of like got them all on the pa- same page where they started hitting, you know, tandem moves. Uh, and then they, you know, hit the BT trigger and then they won. And now they're all like, you know, undisputed elite. So it was it totally, it, you know, it was nice as far as nice development more than just, I think the development of, of this was better than the match. Cause the mm-hmm. match is kind of there, which is saying something because like the Young Bucks almost, I don't think I've ever seen a just kind of their Young Bucks match before ever.
1: They're, they're, t- I, I don't know if they're, uh, they're broke up. In- it might be, they might be hurt. I don't know. They might, I think they could be hurt. They're, not, like, they're, they're, they're think- not
2: wrestling much at all.
1: Like, bro, like, they, throughout the, you look at the first five months of this year, you've got the match with FTR. Mm-hmm. You've got the pay per view match that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, some of the battle royal work. Besides that, it's been slim pickings. Like, I think they did a match with Top Flight on, on our rampage. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep, I think yep. we may have That's seen a, a, There was a singles Nick Jackson match with Trent, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they've they had a pretty light load this this uh so far, five so, months yeah. or so yeah so yeah. hopefully those guys uh can can heal up and you know get back get back to it so uh always good to see the when oh, the bucks show yeah. up
2: or they might be saving some stuff until like the Omega thing. I don't know. Who knows yeah. it could be both.
1: Yeah. So after that we got the TNT Championship ladder match. Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky. And Sammy came out to the ring, or before Sammy came out, Scorpio met him in the entrance, started brawling with him. Uh, This had good energy. Thought the crowd was into it. And um, by the end, they were going nuts. But there was like tons of shit in this match. Crazy dives, bumps. And like there was a huge botch like where Scorpio Sky didn't catch. Sammy and Sammy Lynn directly on his fucking head when he did like I don't know what the fuck he did. He did
2: a twisting well, 630 off the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> that boy crazy. And it was like what do you expect that was gonna happen?
0: Yeah, like I watched
2: uh, it, I watched it, you know, on on uh, Saturday and I was like, I'm I'm like, oh fuck, he just dropped it. I was like, oh shit, he just landed on his head. Cause like he landed and then like his head and his head would lash in the back of his head at the mat and then you look at him he looks like he's like you know looks like it, it might be a situation where he might be you know not a little loopy at, le- at the least I'm like fuck and I was like you know what I'm I thought myself like well Scorpio I can't do nothing with that it's too many it's too many elbows and feet and boots and, and knees like flipping around and you can't get a hand on it like the most he could, like Scorpio got a hand out. That's while falling backwards. That's the most you can do without, you know, worried about getting, a, a, you know, your nose knocked uh, down your, uh, your nose knocked down your nose. Yeah. No, your nose knocked down your sinuses. Like, so I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't be mad at Scorpio. What the fuck is supposed to do? It's like, that's on Sammy not to do that move. You got to do something else. Otherwise he's going, to you know, his brain's going to be a slushy. So um yeah like i was concerned by that by that moment um it you know And it also stuck because it didn't look good so it didn't, i don't think they really replayed it because it didn't look that good because like it wasn't a nice catch and you know he like who cool thing
1: was, was they were going to break and that that shit like yeah, that's right close close yeah. the screen yeah and
2: it looked more like he uh you know It looked more like he took you know because he, he looked more like he fell than he actually landed on scorpio so I'm like damn that sucks um and you know then they um I think they set the ladders, they were going to do, They, you know, they did the reversal off of the, uh, you know, what happened when the Cody match with the, the, you know, the alley oop, um, cutter cutter, where like, instead of this time, like in midair, Scorpio is the one does the cutter. Uh, so that was a great counter off of, uh, you know, playing on the ladder match, a superior ladder match, but, um, then the bullshit starts happening. <laughs> All the run ins and like, you know, more setting up of the mixed tag that I don't care about. But like, um, bro,
1: like, I thought we were going to get finally like get these, like, these two have been like marred with run ins, this whole feud. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, can we like get these two to by themselves? But like, I think the crowd like actually liked it. And
2: oh, yeah, they were hot for the fighting. I, it just, for me, I didn't care. For me, I, it made me check out. It's like uh, we're not gonna figure out who the better man was or better athlete was. Okay, great, cool, whatever. I mean, honestly, yeah. you know, you can be like, well, well, it's a ladder match. All you do is going up and grabbing, you know, grabbing something. Like, but like, no one, no one got beat. No one got beat or in that kind of way. It's like they did that stuff. They did the they did the spot that I thought was kind of neat. Where like the opposite, uh, per the opposite women were on each other's shoulders and whatever else. People got knocked off. Uh, then. And then oh, oh they brought up the barbed bar wire ladder which is like, Scorpio does a spot on the gets gets thrown on the ladder and then Bro, like that his back doesn't come up like nothing rolling it was like oh so it's fake okay whatever like I don't I don't it doesn't really bother me if he's bleeding or not right but I was like okay <laughs> so like but I understand like you know it's like when people when they start when they fixed up hell in the cell where people don't get cut up with it right it's like mm-hmm. like. I know what you're going for. I don't need blood to, you know, to, to, to be like, ah, uh, you know, see how real it is. Like, I don't care. So it's fine. Right. But then after that happens, Sammy sets up the ladder, uh, sets up the barbed wire ladder up against the ropes. And they end up in the font at the end where uh, the ladder, uh, they're, on, they're on top of the ladder in the middle. Um, and, <sighs> Scorpio pushes Sammy off the ladder. He falls into the uh, the, the barbed wire ladder to his death. And, and, and you know, I guess uh, Scorpio from exhaustion collapses. He goes back down. Uh, the crowd pops. So they know that's the finish. He readjusts the ladder to where, like, he's facing uh, the ladder now facing uh, to where, like, he climbs up. He's facing the car cam, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, that's a good shot for, you know, for the win. Sammy, out of nowhere, like, k- re- you know, I don't know, gets de- gets defibrillated and, like, gets up and springboards onto the ladder. And then, and, and the crowd's like, what? And, like, Scorpio beats him by just shoving him off. And I was like, why the fuck would you, why the fuck you get back up then? The finish was you got you died uh, falling onto a barbed wire chair. You're not topping that by getting pushed off at the end. D- just stay the fuck down and let him win. Yeah. Why I are you finishing? Why are you not finishing on the hot spot in a ladder match? That's fucking stupid. I thought it was dumb. So I, it, it irritates I, I think he like probably. Me.
1: I think he wanted to look more like a badass from getting up off the. Uh... The, the barbed wire you know what's real
2: badass you know what's really badass losing by getting shoved off the ladder as opposed to falling to your death on a, on a barbed wire ladder that's so much better so much better He looks so much tougher Sammy fuck <laughs> it's like I, I felt like I was Jim like, like, have we lost a plot here <laughs> I was like just if you, you can't go down on that one no alright fine you have a better spot like, if he had a better spot, I'd be like, fine. We didn't have a better spot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I was like, fuck. All right, man. All right. Whatever.
1: People were going crazy when Scorpio pulled the belts down. Um, so it worked. <laughs> whatever happened. So uh, Sam was getting big boos uh, the whole match. Uh, the the double turn seems to like has, have done his job. Scorpio Sky got a reaction that I don't think he's ever gotten, uh, which is good. Uh, they they still got the um,
2: even more than like, like the the S C U stuff uh, when he was getting himself over at the beginning in 2019.
1: I think this is bigger than okay. that. I, um, I just
2: wonder if it's close. You're probably right. I just wonder if it's close because I mean they they were really in a Scorpio Sky when he's out here wrestling one shoe on shit.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, um, and then you know I think this has come up to like I think people got have gotten really hyperbolic about the TNT title. Uh, as far as the uh people calling it like a 24-7 belt, like I think that's absurd. Yeah. I'm like, it's not even like the WWE United States title or the Intercontinental title. I was like, let me know when the TNT champion is like losing non-title matches over and over and over and then getting like left off of cards. Like, let me know when that happens. Like, then we can say it's a belt that doesn't matter or doesn't mean anything. It, it went from a couple of guys to a couple of guys, like back and forth. So, I think people are going a little nuts with it. But I, you know, I, I think it's so like it's a it's a diversion from, uh, like I don't know, like when you look at it, it's the only belt in the company that's changing like that. Uh, the women's belt yep. super stable or. And I don't know if the idea of stable is necessarily everything because look how much people were tired of Britt Baker, like, about halfway through that thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I think this, you know, and when I talked about it before, like, as far as, like, removing a belt from its early history, it's, like, I think the TNC title is completely unpredictable now. It, it works for me, like, feeling like it can change, like, at any time. Uh, I think, you know, just the, the calls for Muro or just, like, I'm like alright cool I'm like Sam Guevara has had four times as many great matches as Miro did with the title if it feels different or bigger to you I'm not going to argue with you about that but um I've enjoyed like the TNT title pretty much m- much now as I ever have
2: <laughs> um I think that I'm not really sweating it cause it's like I feel like they'll stabilize eventually Um, but it does feel a bit like, yeah, like, okay. So Sammy was a champion, like the week before Christmas, he loses it to, to, uh, they lose it to Cody. Cody gives it back to Sammy. Sammy loses it to Scorpio. Sammy wins it from Scorpio. Scorpio gets it back. And it's like, all right. So I I saw, I saw somebody, uh, I think it was, I think it was rich. I think Reg was talking about, like, you know, this belt's had, like, 49 title defenses and had X number of reigns, or, or and it's, like, relaxed. i like, yeah, but, like, I think the complaint that most people have now is, like, the part where it's, like, all, almost all these goddamn reigns have, have been in the last six months or, or, or four months. Uh, so, like, yeah, I think that just, like, it'll stabilize. And it'll be fine. I'm not sweating it, but um, because as you mentioned, like it's been been swapped between three people. Mm. It's not the end of the world, but it's like,
1: like bro, like I remember of, when they, when the Intercontinental title like dove off a cliff in like 1999. Like this ain't that, I, like yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. But I, like, at the same time, like I'm not, I'm not really concerned about what WWE is doing, and I understand your point. Is like the people that are criticizing this are the people that would that aren't acknowledging and are you know coming from a place of bad faith. But for me, it's just like alright, like, I understand what you're doing and, like, at least it's had a reason of, like, it, it, it facilitated the double turn, so whatever, mm-hmm. but um, now that we're past that can Scorpio please hold on to this fucking title for a couple months like, I don't need to see another title change every three weeks, mm-hmm. on average um, so, yeah like uh, aside from you got to
1: put some guys down too, I think that's where I'm getting. Like, at. like actual like guys, like and, and I if think, they want to like, push them,
2: sure. If they don't, then like what the fuck, sure, like because, get it off because I'm like if, him. if if Make you want to give
1: him on. the 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 good hand army like you did for Sammy or C- whatever, like and while he's still while he's still delivered or whatever in those matches, I'm like all right, um you know. Like if I if I pull up the roster as as I'm prone to do, right? Like, can I count on Scorpio Sky beating? Like, how many people can I can I count on him? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. getting getting a win over like people that are heels that are out there that that have like name
2: value. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. can I count on him? Like, say say he runs into Jericho or something. Can I count on him beating Chris Jericho? I don't know if I can.
2: Well, well, how about this? Right before he became the TNT champion, if I told you it was going to be baby face uh scorpio sky versus lance archer are you expecting are you picking him over lance archer because i wouldn't
1: i don't know only because archer is like a monster malt type person so
2: maybe and if and if, if like, Scorpio sky's not cha- not the uh champion he's like the baby face that like gets fed to the monster
1: mm-hmm yeah, I, I would I would have to look at the roster, but I feel like I feel like they got to make a statement uh, with this. Like they 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 did what they did. Like they have a chance to give him someone that's or give him like a, a row of bodies, like how you know they were like, "Yo, we've got um, you know, we got these people lined up for Heyman to ensure that you know he's gonna be looked at in a certain way." Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, like like I want to see see the heels that are around, like you know like what what's Adam Cole doing? Adam Cole can come over here and lose the Scorpio Sky. Like Adam did do not that?
2: Scorpio Sky. They're I don't know.
1: I know like, they're not doing that. So it's like what are we doing? Like right. are we going to go with Frankie like and then like are we doing I don't know, man. Like so like and I think that's what that's on that's on TK. That's not yep. on Scorpio. So like right. it's like hey do you want do you want the belt to to be a big deal or not? Like, or do you want it to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's you know they'll put it on on
2: in the main events and it's cool. So, but. my question for you is this: Right, how long can they hold off people like Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy, uh, Swerve? How long how long can they hold those people off before they get to that?
1: Uh, I would say a minimum of two months, three months. Like, and, okay. you know, you look at all the the influx of people. Everyone wants... Remember, they were trying to give Sam Guevara's TNT title away the second he got it, just to every new person that comes in the door yeah. or whatever. And it's like...
2: And, and I think... is Dave Meltzer It still tiring. About, is Dave Meltzer still trying to get uh, Danglis in the TNT title for some strange I reason?
1: I think he's, like, eased off of that. Okay. But like that's another thing it's like all right do you want to put it on like one of the people that are just not the world champion like you can do that um, as well but like there's going to be a demand for people like and maybe it's a function of how people watch wrestling they only watch it through the prism of titles which to me feels like a pretty limiting construct personally but they have so many people like there's got to be something that goes around i think just to pacify that feel so like i don't know like it like if they started booking this thing to where like scorpio sky is not going to drop the belt to full gear and shit it's like bro there's there's so many people mm-hmm. like i don't think that's feasible either oh yeah yeah it is that's definitely not happen. that'd be wild. so like that'd be wild They'll be like, yeah, man, he's going to run with this shit for like, like it's the ECW television championship or something like that. (laughs) So like, you know, I think that's why it's kind of good to have those ROH belts in the mix, Mm -hmm. like to kind of like, you know, you buffer with those shits, like maybe. Um, But, you know, I think, I think people should be conscious of what they're saying. Like it's not the 24 seven title.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's not apparently it's ridiculous.
1: But we had uh, Rampage uh, as well, so we had Swerve and Darby, and I felt like we got a great chapter one out of it. was like an intro on the album where, where it wasn't a real song or whatever, but they just jumped on the beat for like a minute and a half and was like, oh, yeah, get ready or whatever. Uh, and then like they did the distraction finish uh, with uh, Darby using his, his leg pick roll-up move to beat Swerve around uh, ones I forget the name of it, but uh, Ricky Starks kind of distracted Swerve, like kind of came, gotten away. the yes. uh, The work for that, like they were like they were going nuts at the beginning of, of this and then um, I don't know, man. Do a clean finish. Personally, I, I guess it rolls into Starks and Swerve, like kind of continuing outside of it, but I'm like
2: I, I would have liked a clean finish, but yep, same here. I, I I would like to see them have a real match. Um, yeah, uh, but still, a very good match. I wouldn't I wouldn't go great, but very good match for the time it was given. And you know, I was deflated by that by that uh, finish with stars coming off commentary to walk up there and like swerve caught the the good old fashioned Triple H or not Triple H NXT distraction finish. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell him to be more aware of that. You know, yeah. like, hey, if they try to like distract you, like, just focus on the opponent. Like, yeah. you know. So, I guess when you're in there, is different.
2: So, like, you know. I get, yeah, easier said than done, All right.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Swerve was really over. Uh, Darby was really over. So, yeah. uh, what do you expect after that? We got Jay Cargo and the Baddies against Will Nightingale, Sky Blue, and Trish Adora. I heard someone point out that Red Velvet and Sky Blue have to fight forever, literally, in this promotion. Like they need to be like Sub Zero and Scorpion. Uh Red versus Blue, Bloods versus Crips, you know, something like that. So uh forever. is on. Um yeah, this is, this is a nice this is a nice little match. You know, it wasn't it didn't go too long, but uh we got the the entrance like with, with the baddie section, like eventually they're gonna get matching gear. I'm sure that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a cool thing when it happens uh but I, I like the team.
2: It was a squash. it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm trying not to get fined or fired,
1: but we own the shit. So like you good. You good. There
2: is no fine. It's a lot of talent in the ring, man. A lot of talent.
1: Yeah. We got uh Keith Lee versus Colton Gunn. Uh Keith Lee. Fucked him up. Uh, not really much more to say there.
2: It was a squ- it was like it was weird. It was like a squash that went through a commercial break. Right. So it was like right. I have to fucking give this a rating. Uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> wa- don't want to give this a rating. Fine. Fuck. Here. Take, take this two and a quarter and leave me alone. I don't no. want to rate this. This is a squash. I had to go through a commercial break. Ew. So we had uh, Samoa Joe versus Trent for
1: the ROH TV title. Of course, they're in Philadelphia. Uh, they made a big deal about Trent never winning any belts in Ring of honor previously. Um, this was pretty solid. Uh, Samoa Joe continues to impress me a lot more than he has of, uh, of, of, you know, recent vintage, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, if your your early returns on Samoa Joe are like, like you're over the moon. If you're Tony Khan with him.
2: Uh, yeah, probably. How do you have the, the time on this match? Mm, I don't. Okay. Well, anyway. Another good match. Um Trent is Trent is very good. Joe is very good, and they had a they had a very good match and it was fun. Um like, you know, more more competency. More competency. Like, uh this wasn't some super blow away match, it was some this wasn't some great match, it was a very good match for the Ring Honor TV title, and then at the end, they um, they brought out, or not brought out, but uh, Lethal and, and Singh and Duck came out to go start some ruckus, and um, Best Friends got in the way, uh, which is interesting, and then, um, you know, get, co- after the match, the Code of Honor stuff, they shook hands after the match, um, after Joe choked out Trent, and uh, Sing, you know, rips apart the best friends, and then next thing you know, like, you get Lethal and Joe in the ring, and there's a pull-apart with Geeks, and you see Pat Buck out there trying to break, helping him break Bro, up. the Pat Buck shit <laughs> is <so fucking laughs> be They put that man on TV yeah. just to flex. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they're they breaking up, and they see him getting back to each other, and K- Lethal just keeps yelling, I hate you, I hate you, and they cut off, uh, <laughs> they go off air, and I, uh, it was nicely done. Um, I wonder what this... Some more Joe best friend thing is gonna be because like, you see that they're now about to make an odd couple thing with, um, with Danhausen and the Hook. Hook. So it's like you put him over there and that'll work because of just of sheer absurdity, right? So like with the Hook other, housing. right? So with the other guys, it's like all right, like you can do that more like they're working with Joe against like. Lethal dud and seeing whoever else they come up with and that's that, that fine um but it's like if if Dan house had been there it' been like what the fuck is Dan housing going do <laughs> so uh so yeah like is it, it, you know the ring of honor stuff is is um they're they're putting that into play now so it, it's starting to starting to see where that stuff's gonna spread out too that will be aew for this week but um James, I
1: guess there's only one thing left to do. It's time to hit the music.
2: All right. So, Stardom Cinderella Tournament Final um 2022 um this pay-per-view was a very very good show i might be i might be soft hating going just short of saying it was great uh but um it was at worst it was a very very good show um i thought that there were two um, must-see matches on the card. I thought that it was surrounded by nothing but just competency and very good matches for the time uh, matches got up and down. Like, uh, even the pre-show was a three-star match. Like, it was just just up and down, good wrestling all through, all night. Um, so, uh, going through it, uh, Rich, what, what all did you see on this show? Uh, I've seen everything except the main event. Okay, but you know the finish. Yes. Right. Okay. So, um, pre-show match is, uh, Ami and Mai and Waka. Um, and like, it's, (laughs) it's had a good match and Ami is just got here, like, you know, chopping them down, chopping them down. Ultimately, uh, my, uh, um, Mai tries to get a, uh, uh, her, uh, crucifix pin on Ami. No, nothing doing. Waka, you know, still mad about the defection from, uh, from Mai to, from, uh, Cosmic Angels 2. Um, Dando Mondo beats up on Mai, gets her out of the ring, and then she goes, uh, with Ami. She can't last with Ami. Ami is putting her down. Uh, she gets to win. And then you get to the main card. Uh, future title match Hannon versus her sister Hina. And, man, um, Hina, I'm sorry, uh, Hannon versus, uh, versus the Hannon twins, like, that would be a feud of the year contender in the women's division in, in America. Like, it would be, like, three and a quarter, three and a quarter solid ass wrestling up and down. And it's like, I know that there are, I know that, like, we could get this on a consistent basis here. It's just like, is not there's no really no real place for this or just like assisted good ass wrestling and hard hitting and and all that kind of stuff and it's not like flipping and flying and it's just like simple basic wrestling like i know that's, that's somewhere around here and i know i know there's places that do that uh i'm not trying to disparage it but it's like just to see like hannon every pay-per-view come out in the opener at 17 years old uh wrestling you know, a a twenty eight year old home ec teacher wrestling a fifteen year old, wrestling another fifteen year old, wrestling another seventeen year old. It's just and always having a good match. Always, it's just it's just um it's just fun to see. A good, there it, are like few it's
1: a, safer bets in wrestling than Hannon just being rock solid at the beginning.
2: Yeah, at this point, yeah. Um, and like these aren't some super long matches. It's like some they you you're always like these seven eight minute things are just fun. Um and they sell their asses off and they hit the shot of each other. Just is good wrestling. And uh like I do like the I, I am glad that, that Hina's back. Like I I in the ring anyway, I've always liked Hina more than, than Rena, even though Rena's more of a more charismatic and more of a shister. Um she's just like more technically equipped as far as like getting in and out and trying to, like, work a submission and stuff. So, like, yeah, I, you know, they're twins, and obviously they're fraternal twins, but, like, they have different games and all kind of stuff. So, like, it's really, it's going to be interesting to see, like, how, where do these three sisters go if they all stick up with issues? Like, all of them are going to be, at, at worst, very fucking good. Because, you know, they're already having good matches. Just relying on their, just relying on themselves. So, um yeah, uh next match, uh the first semifinal Hazuki versus Kaguma and this match. Oh, Yes, and this match was so goddamn good. Like, this match the kind of guru was like I can't get away with giving this three and three quarters, can I? <laughs> In six minutes. Can I? Can I get away with that? Can I? i uh, will just giving three and a half. And I'm trying to hear nobody say um, you know, I'm some starting mark. Even though I am, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. But uh yeah, it was it was so damn good. And Kaguma starts off with, you know, the bear posing stuff. Hazuki, you know, it's like, I'm never doing it. Stop it. Knock it off. Uh, Hazuki starts just wearing her ass out. And then Kaguma keeps coming back with, with flash pins. Hazuki seemingly has the match, uh, in control and she goes, uh, and, and goes for a, uh, a cold breaker. And then, <sighs> Kaguma turns a cold breaker by front flipping forward before impact and turns into a jackknife cover against the win. I love this fucking finish. I loved it. Like you know, we talk about what we just saw with um FTR in their match and like you know the Bret Hart wrestling and high speed wrestling and like the 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 being able to beat somebody with a cradle that doesn't feel contrived and feel and feel like it was an earned victory. This was that, and they did this in six minutes, and it it was a, a lot of high speed elements, but it didn't feel like an actual high speed match. It felt like a competitive, fully formed match in like six minutes, where like like at the end, no one had to go to levels of desperation to uh to be bested and finished, but somebody won with someone finished the match with skill and guile and craft and in deftness, and I thought like. I thought it was great. And like, you know, I, I did like the part where like there was no there was we were under no illusion that Hazuki was gonna turn heel on her friend of <laughs> you know, because <laughs> because she lost the match she was supposed to win and was just like, Oh, you got me. All right, congratulations, go win the fucking thing. I, I I really enjoyed the hell out of this match. I really did.
1: Yeah, this was cool. Um I was um I was impressed by Hazuki just like the way she flew around the ring. Uh, in this, I really stood out. And, um uh, if you're gonna heat, like basically get Kaguma ready for the the final, they were gonna keep both of these matches like relatively short and we're gonna get to the next one in the another minute or so. But, um, this is how you do it. Um, like James said, it was just like, uh, at the end, I was like, oh, okay, like this is cool. And I was, I popped for the upset for the quote unquote upset. Same. Uh, I don't think, I don't think either of us are, I don't know. I think we picked oh no, yeah. I think we picked Huzuki and Marai. I think I picked Mirai to win. But um Yeah, yeah, this was... this
2: was, I, I love the bear. So Yeah. Um Maritime Biff. <sighs> so next match, Nassipoy versus Marai in Nasappoi is what? Five foot nothing, four eleven, maybe like a buck ten, and Mariah is like five four probably like 130 pounds
1: They <sighs> got nasa boy listed at 411 103
2: okay one, yeah there you go what for damn that was that was wildly like close that was scarily close um <laughs> uh, uh so just she's so much bigger than her and then like at scale when it's like four inches when it's like you know Six foot versus six four looks on TV looks big, but like at scale when it's like four inches, and like these people are five four and five foot, like or sorry, five four and four eleven, mm-hmm. uh, it looks even more like a, of a difference. It looks like six inches a di- height difference, opposed to and man, like <laughs> that's point, I didn't give a fuck about none of that. She 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 took that she <laughs> took this fucking match and then just like. I I'm going to get the heat on you. I don't give a shit how much bigger and stronger you are than me and taller. I'm am I'ma wear your ass out. And you have to work from underneath in my in, in my match to get you over. And it fucking worked. Uh yeah. Um The Rice fighting back from underneath. She just holding on, holding on, holding on, and uh she is able to get a a, a uh She ends up after getting her arm hurt, she ends up hurting uh, Nats Boy's arm, and she keeps, like, ch- going back to that, ch- chopping that tree, and the tree being the arm, not the leg this time, but keeps going back to her arm, and eventually she's able to get her, uh, you know, she ends up getting a hoverboard lock, and then eventually she ends up getting, um, you know, her, uh, uh, Mirai, I'm sorry, uh, uh, I forgot what she called, it felt like uh, Mira Mare, but it's Mira Mare, I think, something like that, that's how it's pronounced, but like her finish, like basically like a, uh, you know, a Kimura, uh variation, and like, man, like, Natspo had no choice but to tap out, and like, I was like, wow, okay, they're really doing this, like they're, about they're they're gonna, they're going to, you know, presumably make Mariah, the, 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 you know, the Cinderella, that's crazy, like, they're really pushing her, and that is really cool, so,
1: Man, uh, I guess we'll, I was going to say, like, we might as well wait until, I guess we'll wait, like, later in the show. But
2: what do you think of the Natsapoy and Mirai match?
1: Oh, this was cool. Like, another, like, solid, like, match, you know, leading up. Um, like going up on an incline uh, for this show. Like it wasn't, uh, like, I don't, I think they can have a better match, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like
2: eight minute thing or whatever. Yeah. Know?
1: It was like, it didn't go too crazy or anything, but it wasn't like some standout match either. Like it was, it was
2: yeah. perfectly fine. I thought it was very good. And that's it. I'm not writing home about it or whatever else. Uh, So um, after that, then you get the, the multi multi-person uh, gauntlet match, 16 gauntlet match. um. A lot of shit, a lot of people in. Uh, Stars ends up, uh, starting out with, uh, I can't remember. Uh, so I think Stars ends up starting out with, uh, the Momo in, in Momo team. Momo ends up be- beating them. Or maybe it was Cosmic, not Cosmic, it was Cosmic came out last. I can't remember. I am always
1: confused when these gauntlet matches happen. They-
2: Basically, at the end, you end up getting, uh, you know getting Donald Mondo, who came in second to last, versus Cosmic Angels, who came in, uh, last. And it comes down to, uh, Tam and Julia. And, uh, Tam gets Julia outside on the floor. And, like, Julia, <laughs> Julia, uh, she, she hugs the post to hide from Tam. <laughs> And then Tam comes over the top over the corner and tries to kick her off and try to like, you know, nudge her off. And then, uh, she extended herself so much over the, uh, top turnbuckle that Julia grabs her ankle, grabs her by the ankle and then comes to the apron and basically pulls her over the top rope to the floor. And then, right. um, they trade a little bit on the, uh, tr- exchange strikes a little bit on the, on the, uh, apron. Uh, Julia hits her with a big knee and then, um, she goes and hits her with a glorious driver. Um, J- um, Tam basically floats over, gets behind her, hits her with a German suplex, and Julia melts off the off the uh, apron uh, to the floor. So um, uh, Tam is beginning to win. She she celebrates with uh, Cosmic Angels, and then um, they said like uh, the promo was uh, some of the lines of like you know we've done a lot of losing without saying, like, because of Waka, but, like, we've done a lot of losing, but, you know, you stuck with us, and, you know, keep believing in us, and, you know, we're gonna change tra- turn this thing around, and, uh, then, uh,
1: a new co- gang emerges.
2: Yes. Uh, another, another faction, um, Colors comes out, uh, Colors is, um, what's left of, uh, at-risk girls after they close shop for pre- professional wrestling, right? So, um. so there's four of them um one okay so the leader name is saki just saki uh she i think oh. she yeah i think she's been around since like 2012 she's their number one i i, I haven't seen her wrestle before I, I heard she's very good like she's in she's gonna be in nomads like that whole uh mm-hmm. um yeah you I have to tell you about nomads she's gonna be a nomad so like i i i th- you know if they picked her out you know to be in it. I'm assuming that she's very good um so uh basically anyway um in the Joshi scene what's going on like similar to Prominence except it's not a death match unit it's like we'll we'll come in you can book four of us for a certain flat uh certain rate or whatever else and you can you know now book, be able to book a card promotion like so it's like a you know that's very appealing as opposed to like, now we got to call like one, two, three, four, five different people as opposed to like, you call one person, you have four talents. Right. Um, so like they've been doing ice ribbon. Um, trying to think where else have they been? Uh, I know ice ribbon for sure. Um, and they're also a a few of them are going to be on new blood, um, new blood too. So like they're in for now. Uh, so, um, they come out, Saki says, Hey, um, nice to see nice to meet all all of y'all. Um, you know, we would like a match. So naturally
1: <laughs> The assessor.
2: <laughs> the assessor, Unagi says, Who the hell are you who the hell are you? Who the hell are y'all? And then she and then you gotta just, see the translation. Just
1: getting region. over learning who Kyrie is. Right. You know, is it this 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 rookie, you know, this 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 new Person
2: Noob that she had this So, know. Rich, you got to see the translation on on uh, on Stardom World. <laughs> the translation is after she says, "Who the hell are you?" She says, "I am Unagi Sayaka. I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> and we, and we, I am the gatekeeper." And then she says some of the lines are like, "We are, or we are the gatekeepers of pro wrestling, or whatever else." So You know, like obviously, you know, when you're actress girls, or whatever else. And you were in uh colors instead of beginning, they treat you know, a lot of pe- a lot of people look at you as like you're not a real wrestler, you have to prove yourself. Which is like, that's what that's what all of them had to do. That's what Tam, that's what Unagi, that's what Mina all had to do, is prove that they're a real wrestler. So it's like, if you if you want to see yourself a real wrestler, it's like you gotta come, come come see us more or less. So um the agreement more or less between uh so Mina gets on the mic, and Mina was like well, you know, he used to trainees. So, how about when we beat you, you become our trainees? And then, Mina said, "But you'll have to dance." And then Mina counts down one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, and then they start dancing. And uh, and um, uh, you know the uh, you know a little a little shimmy, you know, not some elaborate dance, more like you know just move your hips a little bit. And then you know, three of the four in colors, they they you know they're they're down with that, but one of them. And we'll get to them, get to the one that didn't in a second. She's like, I don't want to do that. Uh, and then they like, shut up, shut up. So like, you know, obviously they're, you know, they're being mean, you know, get a little heat and they're like, well, that's fine. Well, you know, if you, you know, if, if we win, if colors wins and like, you'll have to be our new attend or our new, uh, um, attendees, I think some, some along those lines. So they, uh. They, you know, go to picky swear about, you know, having a match. And then, uh, and now then Nagi bites, bites, I think it's Rena, bites Rena's hand and, like, just like, yeah, bitches. No, so, like, So while I saw this. She's funny. She's goofy. It's funny. And they, and they all look at her like, you bit her? She's like, yeah, I did that. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I'll do it again. Um, so, uh, Tam and, and Saki, they, you know, they, uh, they, they do, they, Pinky promise that they're going to have a match. Um, and then at the end, uh, the one that didn't want to dance, uh, her name is Hakari uh, Shimizu. She walks up to Tam and she tries to get a picky promise from her. Tam's like, nope. And then Tam like touches her face and then like she starts crying. And then like Tam whispers something to her ear and then pushed her away. And in my, in my mind, when you talked about like uh, the marks in the ring, like when she pushed her away, I, I thought like she probably said, stop whispering in her ear, stop being a mark and then pushed her away. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so come to find out uh, when young Hakari started wrestling, she was a singer that, that moved to Tokyo. Um, she had no dance background. She's just a singer. That's why she didn't want to dance. Right. Um, and S- somebody that was a wrestler that's retired now in Actress Girls basically like invited her to one of the shows <laughs> and said, Hey, how about you try this out? And when she was at the show, she saw it's come full circle and it's so funny. She saw Tam like in her like 10th match versus, uh, uh, Kario uh, sorry, uh, um, sorry, um, uh, Keor- Keoru- ito um like destroy tam uh now kaoru is like i've seen her a few times like i've seen her have matches with like i've seen some of her match with mama tell i really like those matches i think i sent one like just randomly to you um last week right had no idea about this till uh the other day about how like this match now influences one woman and she ended up joining because she was, she was uh you know inspired by tam that she had this kind of heart to get a beating from you know this this uh you know all Japan Women's Wrestler, and her debut match was against Tam, so, like, she got in the ring, and, like, you know, Tam basically left a few months after she debuted uh, to go to stardom, and, like, now, you know, she's in, you know, she's here now, and, like, you know, she sees Tam, you know, this inspiration, and she started breaking out, crying, she's Tam, and I was like, the Tam influence, man, it's a thing, get into it. But uh, but yeah, like uh, I, apparently she's a good wrestler, and you know I heard Saki's very good at least. So um, I'm interested to see what uh the other two, how the other two you know do. Um, I I don't know which two are in uh the new blood shows, but I got to check that out to see because that's on the third. That's like next week uh when it happens on the thirteenth, I think. So, uh, but anyway. Okay, so um, I botched. And completely omitted the Azumi versus Mei-Saruga high-speed match on the live stream of the show. And as I was editing the show at 1.15 a.m., I thought to myself, Oh my God, I forgot about this match. This match was fucking awesome. I can't just let this shit slide. Um rich happened to be awake still he's probably i don't know watching um inside the nba watching Shaq and carl's shenanigans before he goes to bed and i texted him and or messaged him and said hey uh i totally forgot this match he said shit um so he ended up messaging me his response or his uh his thoughts on the match and gave me a quick paragraph and i'll read it out to you guys um he says, Azumi and Masuruga inadvertently kicked off a weekend of people packing up Disco Inferno's life and career on Twitter with their fast movements and risk taking. I love the creativity of their work outside the ring as much as their work in it. Azumi often looks so far ahead of her contemporaries that I was pleasantly surprised to see Masuruga turn in the best performance uh, I've seen of hers and not get outshined. This match is a good example of what playing nice between two promotions can be. Four and a quarter. Um, This match had a lot of things in it that, for my personal taste, I do not like in general. And during this match, they did things that made me roll my eyes that the crowd popped to and then they went down the closing stretch and it was so well done so fast so quick um and the near falls were were just so like blowing me away and i'm thinking like that's the end and they kick out the next thing um the next flash finisher or flash pin that i said to myself all right damn like there's things in this match I do not like. That. I know other people that I would like more than me, and I still think this match might be four and a half fucking stars. God damn, they're good. Um, so I was on. I was in the you know four and a four and a third type of thing, and then I saw the way people uh, rated on cage match um, throughout you know um, the past couple days. So like I I was in that borderline thing of four and a quarter plus. I think I might have to rewatch it and bump it up to four and a half, but, um, May, that's, this is the best match I've ever seen May have. Um, I've seen May before and like, I'm not a person that thinks she's, you know, some crummy wrestler that, uh, you know, doesn't wrestle on the ring. So therefore she's not good. No, nah, she's damn good. Um, how good? I just didn't know. Um, but her wrestling, um, in a non traditional setting, has uh you know has her uh has her doing things that like you know I think the average person that wrestled in a ring doesn't really think of and I think that's really cool to add a lot of uh a lot to her game that makes her stand out. Obviously she's super charismatic she's loud as hell, <laughs> uh but we already knew that um but I I just um I think it was really cool for her to get that to get that like spot in you know in the number one judge promotion in 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 her country to let her let people know like. I do this like I'm. you may, you may think, I, you know, I do this wacky stuff or whatever else. And and yeah, I do do some of that stuff, or whatever else. But like when it comes down to it, I can get in this in this fucking ring and throw it in, you know, and show my ass and wrestle it smoothly. And as crisply as just about anyone um, in the game. She she's great. Uh, I think that like, you know, it is funny to see that like she kind of did get blown up by Azumi. But, you know, Azumi Azumi is is in that is rarefied air at this point as star's talent um i, I wanted to see how i want to see him have another match i know azumi said that she wanted to tag with her i'm cool with that too uh you know kind of reminds me of azumi wanting to tag with uh meiho shizuki last year um but uh yeah i i thought this match was great even though at times it annoyed me at times but whatever um the match was that good that it won me over <laughs> right uh you know like what's the uh was it the uh, the who's into making the grinch's uh small heart grow three times size or whatever else or 10 times size like this match did that to me um i thought it was fantastic so i had to punch in and, and let y'all know that like i thought this i thought this was the best match of the show uh be quite honest with you um and i like in granted like that azumi i'm oh, sorry the uh the uh red belt Title match I the main event I thought was fantastic and I thought I thought Hameka had the best match for career, but like it's just something to be said about like just being able to do that in the in the <laughs> in like the physical toll and endurance it takes to be able to wrestle at that high of a level for that long um at that speed and pace. So I was I was really impressed by uh by May and Azumi again. and Azumi, like this is her uh, her second title defense, she won the match in an absolute banger. She won uh, her triple threat match with Natsupoi and Hameka, and now she has this. Like I don't know where she goes from here, but um, sign me up for more of her in like you know high positions on on these cards on you know I guess you know BNC paper views because. Uh, I, I guess you could say the same, Papri, but like, showcase it in the spot where like she can have a defense like this. Like she's she's special. She's just she's special. Like, she, you know, I, I've, I've long ago said that I thought she's gonna be the best woman's wrestler in the world by the time she was twenty-four, uh, and like now she's in a position where she can have these matches. And, like, it's it's gonna. It seems like it's coming sooner and sooner uh, than I than I even expected back then. Um, just, just an incredible talent. Just an incredible talent. Incredible athlete. Uh, person, it was right place, right time to do all this, put together like just perfect storm for, for high speed wrestling. And, like, you know, I, I I know who she wanted to, who she patted herself after, like Nesuki Tayo. And, like, she's gonna fuck around to be as good as Nesuki Tayo at this rate. Like, she's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, so yeah, I just had to punch in and let y'all, you know, hear that. And, you know, if you missed it on, uh, or if you, you know, you listen to the, uh, stream and um listen to this and what would the hell happen that's what it was so sorry about that so i'll get back to the show moving to uh the cinderella final it is kaguma versus mirai and um video lap time yeah uh the bear the bear got some heat on mirai and then mirai basically said like nah it's my time you know, one,
1: two, three, we don't give a fuck about none of that.
2: Yeah. She um just a whole bunch of heart, everything, and ended up getting the win. I really like the the match. Like obviously it wasn't as good as last year's Cinderella final, but speaking of the Cinderella finals that I've seen, is better I feel like this is better than the one that um from 2019. I feel like it's better than one from 2020. Um but it was a very good match. Um, and Mariah is ultimately it ends up winning with uh, like a a spinning Mishinoku driver. I know, I don't know what she calls it, but like it's it's flashy and it's fun. Um, and like she's just she's a kick ass power wrestler, man. She just really is. Hey, man,
1: man. I think um, people gotta they just gotta get ready because the Mariah push is is starting and it's like you gotta get down or lay down, man. And people are. Have you, his, at, have you looked? Have you have not you seen
2: it? Been have kind, you seen it? Have you looked at upset. the cage match rate and see people hate hate like why did they, why did Hizuki or why did Hazuki lose? Why didn't Natsupoy lose? Like it's like hey man like that's not <sighs> we can't push everybody all the goddamn time at the same time. I'm sorry. And like she came in, they're trying to they're 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 going with her. And like gotta say. Compared to the other pushes I've seen in stardom, this is not nearly as, you know, as bad as the stuff as or as bad in quotation marks, right? Like y'all, y'all not really y'all wasn't living that y'all wasn't here for the for the Julia life. Y'all just weren't in 2020. Y'all weren't here for that. Y'all weren't here for that. Y'all weren't here for when Donald Mondo wasn't dropping falls, uh, when Shuri, Micah, and Julia wasn't dropping falls until Grand Prix, and they showed up in January. What what are we talking about?
1: A lot of Mariah discourse uh, going on, and
2: she's over.
1: Yeah, she shows like, up to
2: the matches, the crowd's clapping her in, in, in clapping to her music, and clapping in the, in the cadence of her music when the music's not playing.
1: I'm Y'all not gonna wrong. take that route. Would yeah, I'm gonna say like I had I didn't know who Mariah was before she came to stardom, and yes, I'm a novice. Right, feel free to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about or anything. But in the matches that I've seen of hers they've just always been impressive. Each each of them, uh, they threw in a deep end with Shuri and we should have known then it was like, Oh, it was, it was like four and a half or four and a quarter or whatever. And, uh, like, I think it was like, it was, she's just been very consistent and solid through every like appearance of hers that I've seen. And, I think it's just uh, you know, would I have liked to see Starlight Kid possibly win something like this? Sure. Yeah. But like if there's anyone that has a track record of pushing the right person, I feel like of late, it's fucking Rossi. Like he fucking picks uh fucking Sayakamatani uh, <laughs> and that shit ends up working out. Uh he picks picked Utami Itani, and that shit works. Julia Shuri,
2: Shuri. Fucking- like, like
1: he knows what he's doing,
2: man. Like, picked Hoshiki, Like,
1: yeah. I, going further back, yeah. Like, it's like, yo, it's gonna be Momo fine.
2: When the, when the eel was leaving, like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like,
1: like it's gonna be fine. I promise. How, like,
2: how much more does this company have to grow from quarter to quarter for y'all to stop acting like these, these are mistakes? Like, I understand it's not the end, of, the end all, be all, but it's like. This this roster is insanely loaded. You can literally pick any of, like, 15 people to be on top. Oh, that might be too far. Let's say 12, 12 or 13. Right. You pick any of a dozen people to be on top as a white belt champion, as a red belt champion, even time. There, that's Everybody is that overqualified. and They're going out here and be at top in the main event, some main event positions that have kick-ass matches. And then what after after nine months? You just want everybody to be like a four time champion. Now, like I've seen people talk about like the pay your dues thing or whatever else, and it's like, sure. But if it was the other way around, she came in and she was a number three on a roster, just doing jobs. Why would anybody want to come here anymore? I just paid my dues. Part of this is I just, recruiting. I just paid my dues for two or three years in Tokyo Pro and got fucking nowhere. Or no, not three years, like two years. It got nowhere. Now I gotta go somewhere else and and sit. I might as well fucking stay. If I gotta yeah, start man. all over again, like, look, man, she's, she's they've given her the ball. She's ran with it and 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 got up, picked up a whole lot of yards for what, what they've given her. I ain't got no, I ain't got no, I ain't got, I ain't mad at her, right? Like, if you had asked me, I would have preferred that, uh, that, um, Natsport and won. But if any of these four had won, I'd have been okay with it because all four of them would have been good choices. Yeah. I'm
1: not seeing the downside, like, especially, like, with Mariah's body work that she's had in just this short period of time. So, if you want to try to, like, get somebody else up and running because it's always about like, like, we know how this promotion works, and motherfuckers would be, here today, and then you're gone, <laughs> like UGK right. says.
2: Right. Yeah, so, I, I, I just, I, I didn't get it. Um, The people that, like, don't, or don't like her push, whatever else, because this is like, this is nothing compared to, like, like, this, this is nothing compared to, to what was happening with Utami and Julia and Shuri. Nothing. Like... Julia has literally been everyone that's ever like gotten a pinfall over her. Like the th- the six times it's ever happened, she's been around with the company for over two years now. They've they have a hundred and something matches every year. Like <laughs> what? Like what are you, you know, I am saying, like what are we doing? Um. Yeah I, I i I thought that she I thought it was a great performance, and like she's super over, and the crowd is, cham- is clapping for her and all that kind of stuff. And um, Mariah Manning is a thing. We're here. So I had to
1: give Mariah um, so, in the dress.
2: Yes. So she, uh, we'll just add this now. Like uh, after the red belt match, she comes out and she gives her speech. She she literally says, "Like I've been doing this for like two years, and like this is the first like award I've ever won for wrestling." And she talked about, like, she wanted to make it to the top. And she, she said, like, she was going to, like, she felt like they, they, where she was at, she had a glass ceiling, but now, like, she can do it. She, she some like she can, you know, she could do more now. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there you go. And then, like, you know, it's, it's interesting, like, to listen to, um, Red Leaf Retrocast and talk and you know hear JD talk about is it, like before, um, before uh, their Sumo Hall show is like the the princess the princess champion was Miyu the uh, <laughs> the international princess champion was Maki uh, the tag champions were were Yuka and Mizuki it's like oh these are all the same exact champions with the same exact belts from like three years ago or from 2020 or 2019. Like mm-hmm. you just looped all the way around. And like, even with like Mina here, here there and gone, uh Unagi there and gone, um, Nas Nasipoy there and gone. Like, Mariah was still like this this pro- this promising rookie that like was gonna have to eat shit for like two years or three years before she ever got to like a mid-car sat it's like eh... You know, like I don't, I don't have much to say on Telluji Pro and their booking philosophy because, like, they're successful given you know what they're what they're working with, right? But it's like not every, not everybody. Like, not, I know that's a thing in Joshi, like not everybody needs to be a young girl for basically three years before they ever go somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, like for me, like when people you know complain about these pushes, it's like, well, compared to what? Compared to most wrestling you watch, or most wrestling around here, or just compared to Joshi.
1: Interesting uh, bro, like, things to consider.
2: Yeah, like if this AJ, is AJ, AJW, like Tommy would still be a fucking young girl. She'd still be in the fucking. She would still be in the fucking uh, swim trunks. That's, How,
1: crazy. that's ridiculous. Yeah, like understand like, we're talking like, about like
2: a different level of athlete, and everybody's six foot or five foot six, and all that shit. Whatever. Like, really? She she was capable of this, and you just you know.
1: Yeah, man, if somebody can carry it, like, I think you gotta, like, like, I can understand that Mariah was stinking this bitch out, like, and it was just, like, some some thing that she wasn't over or anything like that, like, nah,
2: man, like... She's doing everything you ask somebody that gets a push to do. Yeah. So... Yeah, so... uh, Relax. Right. So, uh... Oh, so in the comments... I would have pushed point to the moon if I was to, uh, and t- if I was, uh, Church Pro. she's amazing. Rich, you've heard me say this multiple times about that. Like, I don't understand how the fuck she can get a push. She's a mid Carter. T- I don't get it. I don't get it. Whatever. Um, maybe it's cause she was an outsider. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so title match. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm reading the comments. And he said, I don't want to flip it up the chat, but julia has only been pinned like six times. No, no, uh, no. Shuri's only been pinned like six times. Julia's been pinned more. Um, yeah, like I can, yeah, I, I, I could count it. I went through it like we were doing uh sumo hall shows, like back to back shows. Like I went through it in like, cause I remember like she's been more protected than Julia has, and I went through it, it as like this is her chance to avenge her only two like losses or real defeats that she had. It wasn't like some over the top, over top rope shit that like she could answer, and actually like. There's only one, like, time she's ever been thrown over the top rope that she wasn't able to answer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, Natsuko and some match. Like, I went through this shit with a fine-tooth comb. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, main event, um, Shuri versus, uh, Hameka, and Hameka came to play. Hameka, uh, you know, I talked about in the preview, like, depending on how good this match goes, she has a chance to change her tra- trajectory in the company, earn promotion, and, like, yeah, she went out there and she wrestled, she wrestled as, as if she knew this, right? Like, you know, it's very similar to like when you heard One Dean Ambrose. One Nation
1: Radio listener, Mecca, <laughs>
2: possibly. Nah, man. Like, you know, like, remember when Dean Ambrose, or no, sorry, uh, John Mostert cut his, his, uh, that interview with, uh, I think it was, uh, Wade Keller, um, oh no, Jericho, when he talked about like the Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania 32. He's like, mm-hmm. I went to a match, no one was the biggest match of my career, and I had to, you know, pull out all, a bunch of stops to try to get this match over, and like, you talked about how Brock was hard to, you know, to get, get ideas through to or whatever else. Same, it was like, she realized, like, I, you know, this this is, a, this is the biggest match of my career. She went in there, and, you know, typical Shuri start, you know, ground, mat wrestling, whooped her ass, get her up, wrestling, whooped her ass, got out to the floor. Um, Went you know hit a hit a move went to hit another move and Um Hameka counters it big move that uh later laid, laid out Shuri and then Shuri's on the defensive from the rest of, for uh a good stretch and uh, then they go back and forth and ultimately like the match came down to like if Amecha hits a second power bomb, it's Shuri done. So she goes she goes for one. Um Shuri her out of it to a cradle to a cradle. Um then eventually she got her got her with it. And uh she kicked and like it's just like Shuri is like when 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 it's looking like it's bleak she's she she comes out and she saves the day and she ends up putting away um uh Hameka and uh with um uh the with her one wing um Emerald Falogian uh and like they should be proud of themselves like this match was really important for for mecca mecca jumping off the top rope for uh she came off the top rope and hit a floor dive uh she came top rope and hit a hit a uh a big knee that i don't know how she didn't um tear her acl on the landing but then again it's like you watch her how she bumps everywhere else it's like uh, I know how she didn't, like, she's just, like, ridiculously, like, you know, hyper-mobile and flexible, and, like, oh, my God! Uh, somebody's went up for Alley, dunked the ball, and then lost hold of the, uh, lost hold of the rim, and, like, fell on their head. Oh, that hurt. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, rough transition back, but, um, like, Jameka is bumping for Shuri, and, like, you know, like, she's bumping like she's nasapoy except she's, like, ten inches taller than her. Uh, or whatever, roughly 10 inch taller and it's like it's so impressive to, to see her and like, you start seeing like the, you know, clubs versus kicks, uh, part section, sections, important exchanges whatever else, it's just really fun and um, yeah, like really happy that Omega came through like this and really, really glad they had this kind of match and at the end of the match, uh Shuri said you know, I know we're in different units but like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you grow um, in the future and like Mecca came out with new gear and all that kind of stuff she she pulled all the stops and bells and whistles for this one like she really run, went out here and rustled like this was the match of her life and um, just couldn't pull just couldn't get the W because Shuri's that goddamn awesome
1: yeah I'm gonna have to check that one out that was the only one I didn't get a chance to uh, yeah. see yet but
2: excited to hear it went well yeah Um. yeah so this Thursday, um, pay per view in Fukuoka. Um, the main the main event and semi main event are you know uh, three Fukuoka acts challenging for the belts. Um, white belt match. It is is the main event versus Micah, who's from Fukuoka. And then uh, some main event is tag team titles: uh, Momo and Kid versus um, Hazuki and Kaguma, um, mm. trying to get their tag titles back. I imagine one of them, one of those acts is coming, with them belts. I wonder who they, who it is. I think, for me personally, I would rather be. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Uh, I would not be beating the hometown people. Uh, both times to get out of there. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to be beating uh Kamatani either. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see though. We'll see what happens though. Um, so
1: I got. I I didn't know if you had anything else, but we had we can uh, wrap the show up with our game.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Real quick though. Uh so uh, you know, as customary when it comes to uh the Cinderella winner, they get a wish. The wish normally is always the form of a title shot. Uh she says that or Mariah says she wants the winner of um of uh Kamatani and um in <clears throat> Micah. Uh, and that'll be on the, I believe it's the 26th of, uh, June. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's stardom this week. Next week, it's a lot of shows I'm about the cover. Like it's golden week, man. Like, boy, bring back the costume battle Royal rich. I'm going to send you the link. I want you to see how many matches are in this particular week.
1: letero Negro says Micah's ring gear reminds him of, uh, Hiroki Goto from New Japan, so he's just gonna assume she' gonna lose all her big matches. LML. All
2: right, can you pull that up on the uh, put that on your screen? Yeah. I'll put in messenger. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Micah's drink is remind you of Goto. Oh, you're talking about like her samurai gear? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure she's for. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's gonna have some new gear, and it's gonna be f- fire. Um, but yeah. Uh, for Golden Week they, like Golden Week is fully back like they're back in in a way they've never been back before they
1: <laughs> holy shit so one two three four
2: six shows in five, six. eight days yeah yeah they got they they
1: ain't fucking around no
2: and like uh so Sunday show was in a Hiroshima um, for Golden Week. shirt sure, or sorry, Konami's back and she's in uh, God's Eye for this week and this week only. Uh, mm-hmm. If and when she comes back again, I don't know. Um, I, I have some guesses that, like, I think because Jungle announced that she's going to be on um, the summer main event of um, Hannah's Memorial Show this year and she has a mystery opponent. I'm going to guess that it's going to be Konami and they're gonna do the Konami jungle um, TCS match a tribute to Hannah, also a curse match in stardom history because like both times they're gonna do it like the 2019 Grand Prix um, separate uh, jungle separator shoulder. They set up you know the hill turn on the Konami turn it on jungle and then like the next day she tears her ACL. So, they never actually got that match. So, like, they're, I think it's possibly they're going to finally have that match mm. and it's going to be at the <laughs> Hannah, you know, uh, memorial show. But ultimately, like, we don't know when she'll be back after this week, but she's going to be here this week, like, for these basically, you know, uh, I guess six shows. So, uh, it's going to be fun. She's going to be with Shuri. She's not in Oedo Tai right now. She's in, uh, Gaza And that's going to be fun. Uh, so, uh, I don't know what she's doing on um, on the pay-per-view, uh, but I'm sure they will come up with something for. Her. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, that's as far as starting this. All I got like it's going to be a lot of shells. <laughs> shit on of show.
1: <sighs> yeah, man. So um, we have an exciting new game that we came up with. Uh, oh,
2: one thing, put... uh, one one thing, sorry, third from the top is yep. Mayu versus uh, Tekla, an SWA title match, which you already know it is.
1: <laughs> Alarms are going off. yeah
2: yep, the guidance is going to be back, y'all. <laughs> Get ready. All the, you know, all the people that y'all say y'all don't want to see, y'all you better shut that shit up. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they go, they're going to be in for like a month or two and they're going to have uh, matches with, you know, Mayu and whoever else uh in the, the SWA that was going to be back to where it was before being going between like, you know, guidance that they trust in uh, in, you know, their own talent. So be be ready for it. And uh, I believe, of uh, that, he becomes a does that she becomes a Grand Slam champion the second ever. Her and sp- EO will be two.
1: Speaking of guidance, how there was a report and that's what kind of inspired this game. Uh, That Stardom may be interested in working with uh, some wrestlers from AEW, specifically like maybe Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and booking them uh, towards like the end of the year, uh, like kind of into Wrestle Kingdom season.
2: Yeah, I believe it was. uh, uh, They already have a date for their year in big pay-per-view show Um, is December 30th. I don't don't know if they they haven't announced the venue yet. um, But yeah, that's what they that's what they have. that's what they said they want to do when they're th- looking at trying to get, you know, Britt or, or Roseanne.
1: So, um, I hope it happens. I'd love to see the, the, the freak outs. Um, so, uh, however you go from,
2: from which side? Stardom side? Oh, yeah.
1: For sure. That'd be it's much fun. It's so funny. weird.
2: Like, this whole company has been, this, this company stayed afloat. Like from the exodus from Star uh, like literally from like two thousand after after uh Yushigo breaks X face, like they stayed afloat off off the strength of the Gaijins, And now they act like they too good and now like the starting good. fans, I guess good. act like they're too good for a guy. It's weird. It's really weird.
1: So um that got me thinking. Uh I was like, man, you know, Brittany is a uh, open up the doctor's office on that side. And then I started thinking about, well, what unit would Brit be in, you know, if, if she was in a unit, you know, mm-hmm. we were linking her up. Then I was like, what unit would everyone be in pretty much? Uh, what I've done is loaded up the roster for uh, the AEW women's uh, roster, that is. And we're going to go through it just like a good old-fashioned OR game almost. But okay. all we're going to do is assign uh, – I'm going to bring up Latin- – I'm going to nominate a name, and then uh, we're going to figure out which unit would fit them best, like, in kind of a quick fashion. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll go in ABC or- order. So we'll start with Abaddon.
2: Oh, it'll tie. Oh, it'll
1: tie. Any reason.
2: Throw her over there. Whatever. Throw her over there. Throw her Amazing. Over there. Put her over there.
1: Um, Anna J. Um, I think she stars
2: think so mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm thinking more queen's quest
1: well she does call herself the queen oh yeah of. i
2: didn't even think about that part but yeah that's i'm just sure. going off like the vibe and demeanor in like the outfits look that, that
1: the more like obscure reasons we can come up uh with to assign someone to, to a unit the, the better. I kind of like Queens Quest better than Stars. We've only seen her once in <laughs> AEW, but AQA.
2: Uh, AQA uh, probably stars in an older in a older sense, like back in the day. Um, she would have she would have had a tour with Stars. Britt Baker. Oh, it'll tie.
1: I agree wholeheartedly on this one.
2: Yeah. Um. And uh yeah, we talked about this last night of like, yeah, you just say that like, you know, Jamie facilitated the, you know, the yeah. you know, like look out for it. like we're gonna send you to start him and you know, I mean, he, he, he sends you here with my people, so
1: you know, this is my old folks. They're gonna yeah. look out for you. Yeah. Um uh, so we got the bunny.
2: Ooh. Um I I could see Donna Del Mondo.
1: Hmm. Donald Del Mondo, huh? So that's so when I think of Donald Del Mondo, name who's in Donald Del Mondo for me real quick.
2: Julia Micah Tecla. I can see a Tecla and then bunny tag team are just fun. over it of over over the top charisma.
1: You know what? I don't hate it. Now this is funny. Emmy Sakura. Ha! <laughs>
2: ah. <So, laughs> uh Emmy normally or Emmy right now?
1: Uh, I don't know.
2: Um, fuck it, put her in Cosmic Angels.
1: Nah, man, Emmy ain't about to dance.
2: You don't think Emmy? Uh, okay, I,
1: I I don't see the dancing in her. Uh, yeah, but
2: but but meanwhile, like you know, in 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 um in Donald Del Mondo, you got. My Himapoy dancing at every title defense. You had Shiri in and, and um and uh Julia dancing at every tag dancing title defense. Brand. But the dancing is different than the yes. dancing different than the other dancing. Okay. Yeah, because go you figure. gotta
1: because you gotta practice the dancing. You don't before, have to in, practice in, the dancing, in, the dancing, in, dancing. In angels.
2: Right. No, you don't. It's just you got joke. you
1: gotta attend practices. You know, and, right. and commit your time. You got to okay. take time away from yeah, the wrestling sure. ability, the wrestling training. You know, my Sakurai told us this. You know, so so
2: where do you want to put her in stars?
1: I was thinking stars, but okay. she I was wear thinking that more, queen. She she does wear that. She's crown, been a heel
2: late, but the thing is this, <sighs> right? She because of got to move and the zaniness of her last few years in wrestling. I think like she's too stars. She she's too she's too into the. The shenanigans of being Queen's Quest. So yeah, I, I guess you gotta go with stars then.
1: I'm going Hakaroshida and going Queen's Quest.
2: Uh yeah, I can see that.
1: Or she can join God's, God's Eye actually. and be it's really it's God's actually God's a God's Eye. Yeah, because yeah. she can be with uh Shuri. Shuri. Yeah. Jade Cargill, she's definitely in Queen's Quest.
2: Um uh, uh-uh.
1: Out of the Queen,
2: maybe Donna Del Mondo You know what? Jade and Julia
1: does have like kind of a
2: yeah. That's what I'm thinking of.
1: There is kind of a synergy there. I'll go with that. Jamie Hader she she was with O'Dea before. Yep. I guess we can send her back. Send her right you know?
2: back. I miss her too.
1: Kara Hogan.
2: I guess we just put her wherever uh, Jade goes, right?
1: She can join Donald Del Mondo as well. Chris Statlander.
2: Ooh, see, before she would have definitely been in stars. Um
1: I don't I don't see stars for her right now. I,
2: Queen's Quest. I say Queen's Quest.
1: Queen's Quest for Chris. I'm with it. Eva Bates.
2: Ooh. Uh Cosmic Angels, why not? Who cares? Yeah,
1: <laughs> she's definitely she'll definitely do the dancing.
2: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
1: and Layla Hirsch.
2: Oh uh, well, uh, wow! She, I mean, she was in TCS. Um, I'll say Oedo Tai because everybody that was in TCS ended up in. Um, aside from Jungle, ended up in uh, uh, Oedo Tai, so I'll go with that one.
1: Mercedes Martinez.
2: Ooh, ah, man. Um, God's eye. I'll say God's eye.
1: Yeah, hang out with Mariah. Nyla
2: Rose. Hmm. I do not know. Um. Um. Okay, so I'm going to say Aitotoi because the spirit originally of Aitotoi came from the roots of Hannah of Hannah mom, Kyoko, bringing uh. in foreigners, foreign heels, like bringing in like Jazzy Gabbard and like in mm-hmm. like uh, um, I can't remember her name. She was in the 2015 final for the Grand Prix with Kyrie. Uh, I can't remember her name for the life of me. Um, but anyway, basically like monster monster foreign Gaijin heels, right? So like not Nyla fits into that, so I'll so I'll go with that historically and say put her in Oidl tie.
1: Hey we we we've got um we got a request. This well actually uh Lithero Negra, I'm going to lob up another person who be dancing so um uh, we had Kiara Hogan going to DDM automatically. But what you, I, we
2: just talked about that. You said Kiara be dancing though. No. So does Julia Hameka Micah and Nassapoi. It's fine.
1: So, Paige Van Zandt.
2: Oh, uh, Gazai. Shooters, right? That's yeah. Shooters Club, right? Yeah.
1: I feel like I feel like she would fit in well with DDM for some reason.
2: I don't know much of her, her personality that well, to, to, to make that kind of judgment. Um, but I'm just going based like ex-MMA fighter, put her with Shuri and, and Mirai.
1: Penelope Ford.
2: Hmm. I think they. I think they try to put her in stars or, or cosmic angels.
1: I would go with cosmic angels for her. Okay. Rebel.
2: Oh, wherever Brit goes. Wait, Yep.
1: Red Velvet. I'm going cosmic angels.
2: Cosmic angels, huh? Yeah. Um. Sure. Why not? I was I was gonna think I was thinking stars like especially like when she was especially before she you know started the baddies thing. Mm-hmm. But uh. But yeah. Reho. Well, I Utami. Mean,
1: she, Utami's not letting us put Riho <laughs> anywhere but with her. I Queen can't Quest.
2: believe you remember birthday i was going to point Quest. out like she was fatless for the year and a half she was in stardom. and you know it had you know a, a lot of a lot of star a lot of starter star, I a lot of stars matches or whatever else a lot of Queen's Quest but uh yeah if you <laughs> sure put her in Queen's Rio's Quest. Rihel's going to Queen's
1: Quest. It. Shout out to Tommy. I'm looking out for you. Russo yes, that's Ho. true.
2: Rihel still has the uh the Queen's Quest match. Unfortunately, she's the only person with match anymore in Queen's Quest. Uh
1: so uh we got Ruby Soho.
2: Ruby and stars.
1: Yeah, I agree. Serena Deeb. I think she's gotta go to download Del Mondo.
2: I was thinking Queen's Quest, but yeah, sure. Hi Conti. Um
1: Like she she should be in like God's eye, kinda.
2: Yes, she should be. Um, you can go God's Eye. I think you also can go Queen's Quest.
1: I'll go God's
2: eye for her. Okay.
1: Thunder Rosa. I feel like Thunder Rosa is a Queen's Quester.
2: She's a Queen's Quest, but she could also be a cosmic angel. Yeah.
1: Interesting combo there. Um <laughs> uh, who else we if there was anywhere else that she she could go, what would it be?
2: I mean she could also be in Gaza. She also, you know, trains in MMA. Yeah. A Virginian Jiu Jitsu. That's true. Brazilian so true. Yeah. so
1: I, I think we need to come up with, like, we need to look at the personalities on this. Personalities? Like who, who would Thunder Rosa,
2: like, likely get along with? Uh, I mean, she would get along with any of them. Uh, let's see. I mean, her per- she doesn't have overly bubbly personality from what she portrays on screen. So I, I would say, I would say, get re- no causing Angel from there. So I, go- I guess that goes to either God's Eye or Queen's Quest. Hmm. I guess I'll go with God's Eye then.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll do God's Eye. Why not? Let's play with Shuri and you know figure it out. <laughs> Tony Storm.
2: Oh, I mean wherever the hell she wants to go. <laughs> uh, she teamed a lot with uh with with Stars in 2019, so I'll say Stars.
1: Works for me. And Yuka Sakazaki.
2: Oh, Stars.
1: Stars. I mean, well, to be honest,
2: like if it wasn't for the age thing, she'd be a causing angel. Like that's how over the top bubbly she is. But, you know, they, you know, it I mean, how you
1: angels got go. like a and that's I think the only got to tw-
2: be at least twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: we um, added. So we'll go through it uh, here. So we added Abaddon to a deal tie and a J <laughs> Sorry, to Queens yo, Quest. AQA to stars. Britt Baker to a tie the bunny to Donna Del Mondo. Emmy Sakura to Stars, Carlos Sheeta to God's Eye. Um Wow, Zach's in the comments bugging.
2: Emma Nantes. Senator for the two in a promotion or fashion. Oh, Jay oh, Cargill man. to
1: Donald Del Mondo. Jamie Hader to Ato Kara Hogan to Donald Del Mondo, Chris Statlander to Queen's Quest. Leva Bates to Cosmic Angels Layla Hurst to Oedo Tai uh, God's Eye Mercedes Martinez Nile Rose to Ode- Oedo Tai Paige Van Zandt to God's Eye uh, Penelope Ford to God- Cosmic Angels uh, Rebel to Oedo Tai Red Velvet to Cosmic Angels Riho to Queen's Quest Ruby Soho to Stars Serena Deeb to DDM Ty Conti to God's Eye Thunder Rosa to God's Eye <laughs> Loading up God's Eye, yes, I see. we are. Um, we are. Tony Storm and Yuka Zakazaki both to stars. So who did we shortchange here? Cosmic Angels. I feel like we, yeah, I feel like we shortchanged Cosmic Angels. So we need, to, we need to flip a couple of these God's Eyes. So which ones you got? I, I think we got to flip Rosa.
2: Yeah, okay. Worship me.
1: So Thunder Rosa has been flipped to Cosmic Angels. And it fits in, like, the the age, like, kind of, kind of, kind of bracket. And also,
2: best. and also, like, uh, I think I talked to you about it before, like, Mina and Thunder Rosa used to hang out, like, outside of, um, outside of just wrestling it, back when she was in, in 2000, early 2020 in Tokyo Doshi Pro, like, they, they actually trained together uh, at a um Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu place or whatever. They uh, Thunder Rosa put on her blog at the time, I remember seeing it, yep. so, yeah, like, uh, yeah. So that works yeah, for me inside connection too like yep.
1: that works for me, but yeah, that was a fun game. So <laughs> anyway, that's all I got.
2: Yeah. Actually, someone just mentioned in the, in the thing. Like, yeah, like hang on. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, that is the end of the show. AEW <laughs> members of the stars or sorry, the starting fashion is funny. Um, <laughs> that's in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, be sure to raise whatever app you're using to listen is this with. Um, if you are um, checking out the live stream, make sure it hit us with the bids. Also, um, look, hit us up on PayPal or Cash app. Um, and if you are listening over the podcast, uh, go to our Red Circles and drop us off with a donation. Um, and listen to other shows on the network. Besides Wednesday Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Men Watch this Shit, 8-Bit Suplex, The Grave Consequences Podcast, AEW Match Guide, All Things Elite in Great Match Generator. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.